Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata on WFAN The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. I, I, I'm not in a good mood today. I, you know, hmm. and and it's, it's not even my fault, Sal. So... I'm not asking for much early here. I want to watch the Yanks and the Mets. I want to see both teams get through the early stages of spring healthy, right? I want to see the Knicks eventually get healthy. I want to see St. John's maybe go on this little run here. You know, stick our toe in the Daniel Jones quarterback stuff. Who should the Giants draft? You know, and then I get pulled into something that that revs me up more than anything on the New York sports scene. And that is when I am reminded that the New York Jets are not only the biggest joke in the city, the New York Jets are the biggest joke in sports. So a couple of days ago, this guy from the Bills, Deion Dawkins, makes fun of us, right? Arrows here, daggers there, clown show. All right, you take it on the chin, you keep it moving. Then of all people, McCall Hardman, who won a Super Bowl after he left the Jets, has the audacity to come out and sling the same arrows and take shots at us. And I'm sitting here and I'm saying, the crazy thing is, I don't think either one of these guys is wrong. The joke's on us. So I don't even know. I, I You know, I, I look at, oh, God almighty. I, 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 I can't stand what this team does to me. I really can't. Like, the one thing about the New York Jets, and I think I've proven as resilient as any Jet fan around, delusional, resilient, mm-hmm. combination, hybrid, whatever, Nobody, nobody ruins my day like the Jets. Because think about this. Even if Hardman's wrong, it's probably not. Even if Deion Dawkins is wrong, it's probably not. Think about these three things that Jets have coming into this offseason, which, by the way, will be addressed today by Hugh, by um, Joe Douglas. By, by, I said Hugh Douglas. By Joe Douglas, who's going to speak. You might rather have yeah, Hugh Douglas. Yeah, bring him back, right? Yeah. Uh, he's going to speak at noon. So, even if these guys are wrong and their assertions that the Jets are a complete mess, and let's face it, we know that they're not because we watch the Jets and we live it. So, but if they are wrong, okay, well, maybe the 41-year-old quarterback can fix it. Maybe the clueless head coach can fix it. Maybe the offensive line right now that has two people on the depth chart, they can fix it. Sal, all I'm trying to do, in all sincerity, 
is enjoy this stage of the sports scene, which I love. I've said many times, a lot of people go to September. Wow, football starts. You know, you got the World Series and playoff baseball, the holidays around the corner. I love that as well. I have always said this is my favorite time of the year. Yankees and Mets, pretty soon I'll be playing a little bit of golf. Not well, but I'll be out there like many of you. The Masters, the warm weather, coaching the kids, watching baseball, getting out of our homes, you know, in March Madness, hopefully St. John's, Old Knicks, all these things that are so good. And I wake up today, actually I saw it last night, but I woke up today and I hear it all over, I see it, and I'm like, even when I want to escape these guys, I can't. Their patheticness just swallows you up. Same old Jets. I know, on, I know. Like, here's the thing. What me, Cole Hardman said, and whether you want to take it seriously or not, that's up to you. It is one player. But what he said validated everything that we've been saying, or at least that I've been saying or feeling about the Jets. When you have somebody like that that questions the way that the team is being run, where he calls out specifically a lack of discipline, talking about how guys have the helmets on the ground. You've heard that that should never be happening in the NFL, whether it's training camp, practice, whatever. Helmets on the ground, lack of accountability, lack of discipline. That is an indictment of the head coach. Until Woody Johnson realizes he needs a new regime, and I don't know when that's going to happen. Maybe it's going to be after next year, and then you cross your fingers and hope that he finally gets it right. It's over for Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and the Jets, and they are a laughing stock and will continue to be so until something changes. I got news for you. I don't know, and I mentioned the offensive line, and, and th- this is more micro. The big thing is the macro stuff where the Jets just really are. No matter what they do, no matter what they try, no matter how they try to rebrand themselves, the Jets always revert back to being the biggest losers in sports. It is baffling. It seems terminal, although I'm sure it's not. Eventually, they'll stumble upon success, but it feels that way. And, like, that's the most frustrating thing about this. Think about the discussions that you and I have had from a Mets perspective, but deep down, you know, even though the Mets will be, you know, I think in in, in spurts this year, very tough to watch, and you're not going anywhere. You're certainly not going to win a World Series. I don't even think you're a playoff team, but at least there's this belief that, well, first of all, two years ago you were really good. You still have an owner you believe in who eventually is going to go and get things cooking. There's direction, at least. There's direction. There's a plan. They're hitting the reset button, which I think that they should do because the Mets minor league system is broken. And by the way, Daryl Strawberry came out yesterday and said, this is exactly what we did before we won our last Mm -hmm. World Series. So, you know, I don't think the Mets will be good this year. I believe in their vision. The Yankees are the Yankees. The Giants, two years ago, they're in the playoffs. Obviously, you got to get things going. you got to get more players, but the Giants are still the Giants, even though they've been lean for a while. The Rangers are fun. The Isles are competitive. The Devils have a couple of cups this century. The Knicks are on the rise. I mean, only the Jets, even on a day where they're not even supposed to enter the conversation. Like, just idly standing by you know, taking strays. Exactly, you're catching strays. And they're not wrong. That's the most frustrating part about it. Well, here's the part. Deion Dawkins, whatever, he just hates the Jets, and that's fine. And and you want to talk about hate every one of them. I'm sure he hates the attention that the Jets get without earning it, right? Because of Aaron Rodgers and because they're in New York, actually in New York, not like Buffalo, who, you know, Technically, he's in New York, but not really. Well, no, so no, maybe no, there's te- no, 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 they're, they're in New York. No, it's there's just no like, it's like, no, it's like Brooklyn. <laughs> like Brooklyn, the Nets are not New York. Uh, it's Brooklyn. No, they're we're, not. We're, they're not a New York. We're not minimizing team. Brooklyn, are we? Uh, yeah, well, what? The Nets aren't. I've already read up. Please don't start yeah, shooting yeah. down Brooklyn. Please. Anyway, so I think Deion Dawkins. It's you know an isolated thing where I think certain players do either have New York envy or just hate the Jets for the attention they yep. run their mouths. They're an unlikable, they may be unkillable in, in some people's minds, but unlikable team as well, and they haven't earned it. They haven't won anything. But the saddest part of this whole thing is that I trust 
I'm choosing to side with me, Cole Hardman, who was otherwise a scrub. I mean, I know he caught the Super Bowl winning touchdown and has been a you know a tag along on the Chiefs championship runs here, whatever. <laughs> but come on, it's me, Cole Hardman. It's not yep. Tyreek Hill, not Travis Kelsey. Yeah, it's not Patrick Mahomes, certainly. He's not a major player on those teams. But I'm trusting him more than I do the Jets. I, he's confirming everything he says is confirming how I felt about them. And I think it's sad that we would trust the guy who the Jets cut as opposed to saying, hey, the Jets did the right thing. Miko Hardman wasn't buying in here. They let him go. Yeah. They did the right thing. You know, let him go back to Kansas City, whatever, and let him be their problem. No, he ended up rising to the top. And I believe him more than I do the Jets. I think that they're just totally inept. Oh, my God. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal. I mean, it, it, it's, it's really, it's just a sad, lonely identity. It truly is. We're inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guarantee lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to me. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. BT and Sound on the fan. And this is the crazy thing. Like, if this was another team, you might say, to your point, ah, Hardman, you know, sour breaks, right. chirping on the way out, whatever. How does anybody, like, really, really big, big picture, give the New York Jets the benefit of the doubt? I mean, they can't even get the turf right and it was all at year, the stadium. Right, it's all year long, too. The bickering back and forth, Salah and Beningo, Rodgers, and saying what he's got to say. Like, oh, my God. It just doesn't stop with this team. Now Hardman comes out similar to me to what happened with Tommy Pham, although I think this is even worse. Remember, Tommy Pham gets traded, and somebody asked him about the Mets, and he was saying, oh, those guys don't work hard. It was the least hardworking team yeah, he's ever been on, was it, the exact it, quote. Exactly. Confirming, not that we thought that they weren't working hard, but something was off yeah. with the Mets. And Pham confirmed that something was off. Least working, least hardworking team he's ever seen. He's been on a billion teams, yeah. and he calls out the Mets. So he confirmed that something was wrong there. And now, Mikko Hardman confirming all that we felt about Joe Douglas, Robert Sala specifically. The worst part that you said, BT, it's it's the truth. There's no way out. Like, they're not fixing it anytime soon. No, I mean, even think it. about this. And that that's the most frustrating thing. Like, you know, I really hadn't thought much about that. I, I know that Joe was going to speak. I knew that Joe was going to speak today. Uh, obviously, Joe Shane spoke yesterday for the Giants. I knew that that was coming. I figured he'd say some interesting stuff about the draft. We'd react to it. And we'd just go from there. We'd keep it moving. I'd watch St. John's tonight. I watched the Knicks last night. Watch the Yanks. Watch the Mets. Just get on my sporting life. What What is so hard right now is that, like, even if the Jets, this is what's so sad, even if they were able to stumble upon success this season, somehow, Stumble the well, Aaron Rodgers would be the only reason. Well, but no, it, well true. And again, y- yes. See, but, he's a guy that I trust to punch back. I do, got- I do too. I do too. But like, this is the problem. Even if they have a good year at it short of the Super Bowl, well, then the next year he's forty-two. Where are you going? Right. Where are you going with a guy that is just about cooked? I, I think most of us think that. And I'm rooting for him. And I believe that he can play well this year. But he's not going to be here that much longer. A head coach. I don't know anybody that believes in Robert Sala. Except apparently Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas for some strange reason. I think Robert Sala is a zero as a head coach. And the reason I say that, if you cannot get a locker room to to not, not only be inspired. That's obviously you know paramount to any coach to, to have a message. To get the guys to back in and buy in. To lead grown men to a certain spot. And I think that there's elements of that to an extent that Sala can do. But when there is this turmoil, you know, whether it's the helmets, little things that aren't that little. And then you watch hard The Mike knocks, White stuff. The Mike White stuff, which I've beaten to a bloody yep. pulp. I don't even think bring it up again. But basically, what head coach 
sabotages the second overall pick in the draft by allowing some no-name backup scrub up until that point and Mike White to be the guy in the locker room. What a brilliant move. That is fantastic. So you got, and Zach Wilson's done. It's not about Zach, but at that no, point. No, but that plays a part in, uh, in the ineptitude here with this regime. A massive part. Zach's hanging by a string, and what does the head coach do? He allows the entire team to basically subvert him. And whatever ounce of confidence remains was gone. So it's it's this issue after his press conferences. There's no direction. There's no accountability. All the stupid penalties. The thing with Beningo, like if you go in sequence, forget about the losses. Hey, we have receipts. I mean, Solomon yeah. talks about receipts. We have receipts. This yeah. is not a personal you know, vendetta against him. There's no agenda here. I like Robert Sala. Person seems like a nice so, so guy. So do I. It doesn't sound like it now, but I, I do, but look actually. At, look at the way the Jets have run themselves into the ground yeah. here and continue to do so. Think about the sequence from the Mike White. Again, the, all the losses. I mean, that's that's the biggest receipt. But from mm-hmm. the White stuff to the Beningo stuff, which, honestly, since WFAN opened its doors in 87, I don't know that there's ever been a more pathetic situation in the history of the radio station. Pathetic not for Beningo, although Joe... Those right, lips right. got to be sealed. Uh, you know, right. Joe made a mistake. Joe owned it. That was not a great look for Joe. We love Joe, but he messed up. It's a horrendous look for the coach. I mean, texting Joe Beningo, trying to get his message out there, and now you have this other guys piling on, pointing out the inadequacies of uh, inadequacies of the franchise, and I can't take it anymore. I woke up happy, I, and I really am happy. Like honestly, of the two people, who's grumpier, me or you? Right now? No, no. Oh. Uh, on the on the broad scale of grump, it's you. Don't think about what, it. What do you mean it's me? It's always you more oh, than me. I'm the, not saying I have my grumpy moments, but I'm of, generally happy. Of the two people, which one fired their notepad in, into a... Well, uh, I'm just competitive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. I, I really didn't want to get sucked into this Jets vortex. It stinks, but it's I so apparent today. I grumpy God. at times. It depends on the mood. Yeah, it depends yeah. on uh, the day. Yeah, understood. All right. 877-337-6666. My God. Eddie's up in Westchester. Uh, BT and Sal. Eddie, what's going on, buddy? How are you? What's happening, guys? Hello, you know, Ed. I, I, I feel you feel bad for you, uh, Tierney, about the Jets, but I don't want to hear Douglas talk about the future is bright. I want to hear him talk about why it all why it all failed, okay, and why where the mistakes were and who's owning them because he had one coach, then he got reset again, then he got a quarterback, yep. then he got reset again. You know what? Just because he makes the playoffs or barely gets in. I don't want uh, all of a sudden he take Woody out, put a couple of drinks down his belt, and stick a contract in front of him. Yeah, I don't think that to that's going to – yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Eddie. Finish up your point. I'm sorry. To, go ahead. To, to me, it's he only gets – uh, you need to hear from Woody and say, Woody needs to say, this is the year or things are going to be shaken up. And that's all he's got to say. Right, but he should Fair. do that with his because, actions. Because, hey, what more does he need to say? The team stunk. The one, listen, all right, the one thing I want to say about the Jets and the Giants, just look at their stadium. Look at the, the who they're paying, the, the level of coaching they're paying. They're on the bottom. They'll never pay for a big coach. They barely want to pay for a big quarterback. You know, they, they're struggling. They don't know what to do. Well, how can you say that they barely the want to pay for a big quarterback? That's completely inaccurate. That doesn't make any sense. The Giants got Rodgers. Four- yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and Jones is making 40. Yeah, Woody specifically went out there and said, I don't care what it takes. I yeah. want to get a top quarterback in here. And he did it. That's one aspect you give him credit. And the Giants are paying $40 million a year for a guy who shouldn't be getting $40 million a year. They're overpaying for a quarterback. So I'm not sure what you're talking about there. The bottom line is this. I would feel better about the Jets if the owner was in line with my thinking, meaning, like, or feeling, hey, you've given Sala and Douglas plenty of time here. The results haven't been there. 
make a change. Specifically, BT, when there were other options available, he didn't. He's off and running and doing political stuff, which I don't care what he does. Yeah, but like yeah. It's showing that you're not prioritizing the team. It looks like Chris will be back in a couple of years. Maybe. And, and depending maybe upon what happens with the election. Maybe he'll run it better. If no, you, no, he won't. It, well, if you, I can promise you that. If that you, Chris Johnson will not run it better. If you That's were, a fact. If you or I were running this team. We, and, we, again, we'd, be, well, I, we'd be better. Well, it's nothing personal, but you'd see it for what it is and say, okay, well, this clearly isn't working. Yes. We need to. Dude, Mike Vrabel, whatever. Belichick. Belichick, Vrabel, I personally would have gone all in for Belichick, as unrealistic as it may be. Mike Vrabel, a certainly a realistic option. Go get him. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You employ the worst head coach in the league. Now it's been confirmed to a certain extent by one of your former players, and you still sit on your hands saying, oh, we're going to roll it back and hope that things change. It doesn't work like that. Eddie's point, though, we'll get back to these calls, 877-337-6666. There's so much positivity on the New York sports scene, but then you get, you get pulled into this nonsense with the Jets, and it's so frustrating because it just doesn't seem like there's an end in sight. And I know that eventually they'll have a new coach. Eventually they'll have a new GM. But will they ever have a new feel? You know, that's what a, I, I've told the story before. You know, listening to Beningo all those years, and then obviously being a colleague and being down the hall on the national side and being friends with Joe, having played golf with Joe. I know his wife. She's great. Terry's amazing. Joe's the man. But I would always say, I'd say it into a microphone, like, man, I'm never going to be like Joe. Like, as much as I love Joe, that negativity, that, that doesn't work for me. But, you know... After a while, you start to understand, like, now he's kind of with that with everything, but specific to the Jets, like, I I, I, I really, I do, for the first time in my life, I I am just not bullish on a hopeful future because everything that I, I give this team, it's not about me, but it's about mm-hmm. how I feel, which I believe is an extension of 95% of the Jet fans out there outside of the Ira in the war, Iras in the world who think they're always going to draft the home run and win the Super Bowl every year despite sucking. And I, I look at this team from top to bottom and I say, I, I don't know where to go. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I, I, it, it, it actually hurt. It, the next step is the most dangerous step. And that is apathy. That is apathy. Now, that's not going to set in today. I'm, I'm, trust me, they will make moves, and they will, I will, I will get revved trip. up, yeah. of course, no, and I'll be on the jet trips with my company. It'll be awesome. But I know that each year, Sal, my my interest and my conviction has waned. Like Especially after the Rodgers stuff. Yeah, dude. Three weeks into Would the you, season, I'm just like, we're going nowhere. It hurts less. You ready to say it with me? Let me get Charlie and Beth Page here. No. Uh, you know, no, I'm, you, not, no, I'm not ready to say Okay. Mm-hmm. Charlie's and Beth Page. Charlie, what's happening? Good morning, fellas. Charlie. I mean, just, just really know how to even make more of a dreary day than it is today. Uh, keep picking that jet scab. I mean, we're in a direction. I can't even look forward to the draft. We, we need so much help that the draft isn't even going to help us out. And then you're still going to have Salah at the home. It's just we're not going anywhere. And this is a year we could have gotten a proven coach. And again, Woody does not make the right decisions. We've got the wrong people running the organization. Even when we look like we're going to turn the gap and we're going to make a run, Rogers, it looked like we were doing the right thing yep. two years ago when we got him. Uh, we're a cursed organization. I, I just I don't oh, buy into the word curse, Charlie, because if that's the case, then why are we watching anything? Like, how, how, about, just a, how about just a dumb a organization? Bad one. Not yet, not cursed. Well, dumb, dumb, dumb. But you know what? When you when you get a guy like Rogers, a proven factor and an all time great quarterback. I mean, to me, I think he's a great quarterback. I mean, he might have not won as many Super Bowls as other guys. Yeah, but talent wise, he's one of the best. 
Who's expecting a guy to go down four plays on a Monday night football game? Yeah. I mean, it just, I mean that does know, feed in, Charlie. That does feed into the curse element. I, if I listen, the day that I embrace, like if I'm a Mets fan and I wrap my hands around a curse, then you may as well just give up. I'll never go there. But I do. I want something that Eddie, our first caller, said. That I think is very important to today. All right. It is. It is about time. It's about time that Joe Douglas projects a little, a little fire. Like, no, Joe, I don't want to hear at the Combine, you know, about the play. I, you you need to communicate today, all right? I mean this. Joe Douglas has to look us in the eyes and speak with a conviction and a, and a level of, <clears throat> you know, it's so easy to say being pissed off. That's, that's, that's so lazy. But you know what I mean. And, and connect to the soul of the Jet fan and let us know, Joe, that the slop that you've put together and you've overseen Ain't going to last anymore. It's unacceptable, and this is it. And, well, what do you mean by that, Brandon? I'll tell you. Go in there today in Indianapolis and tell us if we're not a playoff team, I'm gone, and so is my coach. Step up and say it because we all know it. At least show some accountability. Say it. There's no risk anyway. We all know it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, what really should happen is the owner should step up and say, this is unacceptable, and I'm making a change now. That's what really should. Happen. I mean, it's too late for that now. Well, why is at it this too late? point, because Harbaugh was hired. I mean, oh, go get Vrabel. They're not going to do it today because I, I mean, I, I'm not even saying that I agree with, the, I disagree with your concept. But you think about the draft that they are in ninety percent into eighty yeah. percent into their no, probably seventy percent into their draft evaluations, and you couldn't do that now. Although the Jets have actually allowed one general manager in their past to draft everybody and then fire him basically the next day. You know, so you never know. You know, I'm not happy with your mood today. And I think when we come back from break, I'm going to try to try to change it. I'm going to try to try make, to lighten it. Yeah, I'm going to try to make you feel better. Well, I don't think I'm going to be screaming all day, but I mean, it, this to try to make you feel better. You are about your Jets. Make you feel better oh, on the other about side. About the Jets. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think we're going to go I mean, back to it. bringing the Yankees up. Well, I think we're going to con- contrast Yanks and Mets. That would no, make me feel no, better. no, 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 oh, <laughs> no, no. I don't want to do that. That's <laughs> all right. Bad mood. Uh, this no. is a challenge for you. If you can succeed, I will be impressed. But I will be open to having a little bit of a personality or mood shift today. If my partner could do it, yeah, he's a hero because I just ain't feeling it. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Nix makes the catch for the touchdown. He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary. And the final play of the half. York Sports Happens. Talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, BT and Sal on the Fan, 1028 here. Brandon's here to Sal Licata. Show back to these jet calls here. I mean, just get pulled into all the punchlines. It's 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 a tough way to go through life. 877-337-6666. Although... Sal says he might be able to change the mood. Yeah, I want to make you feel better. And Jeff fans everywhere, because I know you guys know I've got your back. Like, I, I really resonate and connect with the Jeff fans, and I, I, I feel for you, and I want to make you feel better. And this is the truth. Okay, because okay. it sounded like you set me up for something like, oh, no. I, I set you up with the Andre Scrub joke. No, 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 no. This, this, is, this is authentic? Is this is the truth. Mm. Marquez Valdez uh, scanning is that? No, no, that, that would have been the joke. Did you see he just got cut by the Chiefs, by the way? I didn't even notice Valdez that. Valdez Scantling, yes. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, he can't and, catch and people, people, people <laughs> speculating he's going to be a Jet, whatever. No, that's not it. No, thanks. Here's, here's the truth of it. If there is one guy, 
Like, you know how you're saying you feel as a Jet fan the disrespect, whether it's Dawkins, whether it's Hardman, and mm-hmm. it's other people do Peyton Manning crapping on the Jets console. Like, yeah, sure, Belichick walking out yeah, on us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're pretty jilted. Right. If there's one guy, and I truly mean this and, and feel this okay. in my heart, if there's one guy who will not tolerate any of that, there's one guy who will not be the butt of any jokes, there's one guy who will not be a part or associated with a laughing stock, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's got the power. Now, do I believe he's going to take them to a Super Bowl? Probably not. But even me just saying probably right there, it's because of the amount of respect I have for him. I don't care what goes on on the McAfee show or everywhere else. I know that Aaron Rodgers is not only one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, he's also a tremendous competitor. Yep. And if you think it hurts you or us as New York sports fans or Jeff fans just in particular, the laughing stock, it's his team. He's the man. Not Joe Douglas, not Woody Johnson, not Sauce Gardner, not Hall. This is Aaron Rodgers' team. And when people come at the Jets, they're coming at Aaron Rodgers. And I will warn them, Dawkins, Hardman, there's one guy I wouldn't want on my bad side necessarily. And now, again, I wish it was 10 years ago, 5 yeah, years ago. Yeah. But still, you've got number 8. And it could be a lot worse. It's it's. I appreciate the sell. It's uh, I, it's honest. It's and it's 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 a fair sell. You know he's not going to tolerate this stuff. This will make him more motivated to come back and more irate. I just don't know if he's got the capabilities to do anything in terms of not tolerating it. Uh, I mean, and that's a whole summer thing and leading into the season thing. But remember though, he's got to stay healthy. Obviously, I know. but I, if he does, we haven't seen. No, he he's still going to make plays. I guess Sal, I'd feel better if he had more emotional investment in the Jets. I know he wants the Jets to do well. I know he picked us for some crazy reason, and I know he doesn't want to go out like this. I get that. He's embraced it. He's embraced the city, that team, their history. And I appreciate that, and we appreciate that. He's the one guy that can lift the hapless SOJ up. Yep, but I just wish, like, if he had more, more equity in the uniform. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't really had an opportunity. No, I know, but like if he was here three, four years, I feel more, not that he can't do it, but I, I think I'd feel a little bit more secure like, yeah, that's not going down on his watch because he's, right. he's been a jet for, he hasn't done anything. I, I know that, but think about this. You know the competitor that you are. You know what you would want in somebody, and you know what he is. Yeah. And if people were, put yourself in his shoes, if people were talking about your team. Or our radio station. And I mean, you, you, well, you personalize right. it. Right, but in his yep, particular yep, case, yep, talking yep. about his team. As the quarterback. His organization, uh, his teammates, some of who he's close friends with. Sure. How would you respond to that? I would, you know, I think you know how I would try to respond. You'd but I'm taking names. I know uh, I would, too. Sure, okay. sure. Yeah, that would be a long receipt list to use Salah's word there. But I also think even before Dawkins said anything or before Hardman said anything, I think that Rodgers had already – adopted that mindset right. because of the injury and he knows he's got to prove something. And so I don't think these words, you know, incentivize him more. It, it may further the, the the fuel or add fuel to the fire. I you know, Rodgers so. himself has come under a lot of fire. Oh, he thinks he's going to come back from the injury. Who does he think he is? He's the, the GM Jets. as well. Yeah, right. Ripping all, ripping his offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. Hackett. And, yeah. and this was Michael Harmon, I mean, direct shot at the offense and Nathaniel Hackett. But here's the problem. When it comes to that stuff, I think Hardman's absolutely right. When it comes to how you and I and many others perceive the head coach, I believe that we're right. 
And I think certainly Joe Douglas is a lot better at his job than Salah is, even though Joe has some misses here. You know, I mean, eventually you don't get a job for life. You got to win. But I do think that Joe has some good GM instincts. You know, even if Rodgers is at his ultimate superpowers, is he enough to overcome shoddy head coaching and the other stuff that plagues the Jets? Probably not. That's what worries me. Pro- I understood. However, if there's one guy I want in this situation, yeah. it's not. I- I'm with you on that. I feel a little better. Feel a little better. There we go. A little bit. Here we go. A little bit. A little bit. All right. Until a caller brings me back down. But a little bit. Thank you, Sal. Thank God. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal hang with you on the fan. Eric's in Matterville. What's going on, Eric? How are you? Hey, what's happening, guys? What's what up, buddy? Eric? Uh, Sal, I got to thank you. You just uh, talked me off the ledge with your comment about Aaron Rodgers. You're welcome. Uh, Dr. Sal. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. He actually uh, helped out. He actually helped out our Jets, BT. Yeah. Hey, uh, listen. Uh, the, the Jets are just an absolute fiasco. I, I, <laughs> it, Body it didn't was, help us out that much. I Back have, to reality. Yeah, yeah. I have been uh, since '81 a Jet fan. Blah blah blah. The worst season I thought was Kotek. This, this by far was the worst exhausting season I've ever been through. I agree. And then, I agree with then, you on that. I agree. And then. The, over the weekend, I got to see our owner where he should be worried about the football team. He's in South Carolina standing behind Donald Trump with that doofus-ass smile that he has. That's his right. Eric, I that's mean, his right. Eric, right. you know it. But, his the, right. but the problem, you're right, it is his right. The it's problem right. is it shows that he's not prioritizing, at least it would for me, showing he's not prioritizing the Jets. So less political and more just being distracted. But it's not even just, and first of all, I don't care about the political. No, no, no I know, but, but many it. will. But, but he also, So well, you're less that, about the alignment well, and more about he's just not doing whatever he's supposed to be doing. He's the owner of the Jets well, and also if he, he's with possibly the next president. Yeah, and also he was in London. You, you know, know, I know, for years, 100%. Like, so, so, yeah, Let me ask you, I, I, I what, what do you think means more to Woody Johnson? Being a political figure and having that input or owning the Jets? I can't answer that. I know but he's, that's a problem. I know he's really locked into Trump, and I, know, I, and I think he really loves the Jets. I think that he's made a lot of mistakes, but I, the one thing that I've said about Woody is, and not every owner gives you this, like he spends money, he's trying. He I doesn't know. know how to get it done. Well, you could start by making it your be-all, end-all. Like, yeah. Well, he, there's he, a lot. Yeah, that's, yeah. He's got ah. other stuff going on. I get it. But I mean, then... Dolan's got other stuff, too. And I'm not saying Dolan's perfect, but Dolan's been pretty good the last year or two. He's been kind of quiet with the Knicks. Rangers have been good. Like, Dolan's got his musical entities, you know, bought the four right, out there but, in L.A. But, he, you but know, here's he's got the other thing. things going on. Woody, he, here's my biggest issue. There was a clear problem with the Jets. Yep. It's like anybody can see it. Salah's not it. Joe Douglas drafted Zach Wilson, and they destroyed him. Those are grounds to being dismissed from your job. Yep. And he's let it go on for years now. Mm-hmm. And in this offseason in particular, you have the quarterback. Go get a real head coach. I'm not asking for a lot. So you're still asking him to pivot now and well, do it. Well, I think that that would be the right move. But the fact that he hasn't gives you fuel it's, to say that he's not as invested correct. or present as he needs to be. Because if I he can't is, disagree how could, with that. If he is, how can he possibly ride this out? Based on what metric possible are you keeping Robert Sala here? Give me the reason. That he's a nice man? Like, what's the reason? I can't. You know what? I can't disagree when you put it out like that. I can't disagree. 
That's, that's the problem. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. BT and Sal here on The Fan. What's going on, everybody? It's Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata. Oh, these Jets. 877-337-6666. Joe Douglas speaking today at noon at the Combine. Yeah, and, and I know you can hear about, you know, positional needs, blah, 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 salary cap, the additional $30 million. How do you fortify the roster? Great. That's important. I do really believe that we need to hear an element of, this is it, like, the moves that we make in the next couple of months need to set us up for a successful season. Otherwise, it is a failure, and we know that we're out. Like, I, I want to hear a playoff mandate. Right. Stop dancing around this. But I think Woody has essentially said it. But he, but he didn't say it. He, he essentially he, said it. Even that's not – even yeah, I know. But uh, even you know that's I mean? not enough. It but it's enough be, for me. I don't know why I feel like I need to hear that today. Yeah. I know that it doesn't change You want anything. to hear him respond to the Hardman stuff? Um, He's going to be asked that, and I could already tell you what he's going to say. Hey, yeah, listen, that's exactly. his interpretation. Yeah, yeah, blah, okay. blah, blah. We're happy he won. He'll probably even give him congratulations. Joe Douglas might be a bigger problem than Salah. And no. The, yeah, the reason I say that is because he gets overlooked. We're all going at Sala. We go at Woody. And then there's Joe Douglas sitting in the middle. Just because he was better than Mike McCagnan or John Idzik doesn't mean that he's actually been good. He's done some good things. He's brought in some talent. But has he assembled a good team? Not from where I'm sitting. No. Not from what the record says. Nope. He's also butchered the most important pick he had in Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Not only butchering the pick, butchering the development of him. Yep. That's like, and, and again, Joe Douglas, nice guy. I like him. I want him to do well. But... Why is he being absolved here where you look at the other two culprits, Woody or Robert Sala, as opposed to, oh, you know, Joe, you kind of trust him. I know maybe he's done more. Oh, that, I think that's the answer. Yeah, doesn't yeah, mean as, it's the right as, answer, as, but as that far, is probably the answer. As far as, you know, bringing in some talent. But you could also then say, well, Robert Sala has, you know, showed the defense can be pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I mean, when you just to be clear, when you say absolved, do you mean by Woody or by us? Because I, I, I think been, by us. I've been very clear that I think, you know, and it took me a while to get here because I was confused and. You know, there was enough on Joe's resume where I'm like, "Wow, that's that's impressive." But then on the other side, on the on the, on the other side of the the resume, 
there's a lot of bad things. And I'm just like, dude, you haven't won. You haven't done a good job. Right. By us, so I've been by, saying it. By fans in general, by media, it seems like Salah is front and center. And then when you realize, well, nothing's going to happen with Salah, you go to Woody and say, well, Woody's got to step in and make a change. Mm. The reality is it should be a new regime. All right, let's get back to you calls here. 877-337-6666. Again, Joe will speak yesterday. I did the Joe Douglas. I thought Joe Shane did a nice job yesterday with the Giants stuff. So they're coming off a rough season. Now, a little more equity for Shane because he's, this is year three, the first year they went to the playoffs. So, you know, Giant fans aren't, you know, clamoring for a complete uprising with a new GM and a head coach like Jet fans, most Jet fans are, but although Shane was good yesterday, Douglas needs to, listen, even if Douglas knocks it out of the park today with his words, it doesn't mean anything. He's got to knock it out of the park this offseason. Otherwise, it is over. Alright, let's get back to you guys. Mike in Greenwood Lake, what's going on, Mike? Uh, BT, I gotta call you out a little bit here, man. I'm sorry. It's okay. If, Go ahead. If you're, if you're sitting there like in the middle of the season or like even before the Yankee season and, and Brian Cashman gets another like Dead arm, whiny, sensitive pitcher that's about to blow up the season. And George Steinbrenner, and not George, Hal Steinbrenner is sitting there going, I'm trying to be some German ambassador. Your head Ooh. would explode. Your head would explode. And if it was the thing with Dolan, we're sitting here going, Oh, the Knicks just need one piece. Where is he? Oh, he's trying to be some guy in Switzerland right now. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. And Woody Johnson deserves absolutely to get crushed for not paying attention to his team. I'm sorry. Well, I I guess I don't really look at it that way because I am of the mindset that intelligent people can compartmentalize and do multiple things, but I hear you. Those maybe, are two pretty big things. Yeah, I, I think I do think Woody's very intelligent, but maybe he can't juggle both, and maybe I'm going to have to change my tune. I guess I, well, he couldn't. He was in London for how many years? What he, he literally couldn't do both. No, no, no. I, I no, I know, but right. I'm saying that there's and no, he chose one thing over the other. Yeah, but if if the presidency changes, it, it, it's not like he's going to be in his on, on Trump's cabinet. I well, mean, I don't know all that. No, I'm just I'm saying, saying that, it's one thing to offer support flying to South Carolina for a couple of days. Like that's one thing. You can still do your job, but if Trump wins the election and he wants Woody Johnson to be the ambassador of this or that, well, then I'm going to have to say, Woody, that's it. Just pull the plug. Get rid of your brother Chris while you're at it as well. Just just tell the team. No, no, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And that's fine if you want to do other stuff. And now, by the way, the world is his oyster. He's got enough money where he can do whatever he wants. But that's the frustration from Jet fans. All you could ask for as a fan is to get an owner who makes the team and making, uh, you know, not just the team the top priority, but making the team a winning team the top priority. That's all you could ask for. That's why I love Steve Cohen. I think he's done that. With the, I'm not saying he's not into his business and all that stuff. Of course he is. But he has made the New York Mets a top priority in trying to get them to be a winning organization. Now, to which, be fair, a lot of people would say he's not doing this this, this offseason. He's doing the exact well, opposite. No, no. In their minds, he's doing the opposite. In his mind, he's doing exactly. Well, maybe in Woody's mind, he's doing exactly well, what he thinks well, he should how's do. That? How's being in London or whatever it was that he was for four years giving up ownership of the team, you know, Handing over to his brother. How's that in the best interest of the team? Well, he wasn't trying to do both, and it didn't work out because the Jets roster was trash. But I, I think the criticism. He let the team go though to his brother. No, I understand yeah. that, but I think the criticism would be more on point if he was in the UK and which he wouldn't. He wouldn't be allowed to do both, but simultaneously run the Jets. Right. Like then you could say, dude. I mean, how are you not conflicted? No, you're, but you're do the about, math. You know, presidential policies versus the the forty man, sixty fifty three man roster. No, no, I think I think that's completely untenable. I think the optics are not great. If the Jets were coming off a twelve and five season, and no one would care, and nobody would care. But when you're in the tank, and you haven't been in the playoffs in thirteen, you years. look distracted. 
No, no, I agree with that. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Hey, he's the you. owner of a team that hasn't been in the postseason in 13 years. That's unavoidable. That is on his resume. True. Mike is in Brooklyn. Mike, BT and Sal, what's going on, buddy? Thanks for taking my call. Um, right. and, and like you, I, I appreciate the sell, too. I wish it were the case. But um, my question is, what have we seen from Rodgers that would tell you that he's good with personnel? I know he can fling the ball. He's one of the best quarterbacks ever. I agree. Yep. But guys he brought over already. Everybody stunk. He shouldn't be a personnel so, guy, though. He's a quarterback. You're, you, but you're selling the whole package. Yeah. He's, an, he's the man of the team, right? Well, yeah. he, but, he, yeah. but he's not the owner. He's not the general manager. He's not the head coach. I mean, if you need him to be, that says all you need to know about the organization. I'm just saying that if he's the quarterback and he does have some say here, I'm not talking about personnel, talking about having to wear the Jets being an embarrassment, have the people make the Jets a laughing stock. He has some value in shutting those people up or punching back. He's the quarterback of the team, so he can control it. He could go out there and do something about it. He could talk about it. He can be and moan about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I agree with you know. I agree. I don't think he could do much about well, it. He could throw the well, ball. He could play well, Mike. That's yeah. what he could do. But I think, Mike, I think what you're trying to say. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, outside of quarterback play, we didn't get to see Rodgers play at all for the Jets this year. Lazard, Turner, Cobb, Hardman, like his his mm-hmm. roster influence was horrendous. Well, he could throw the ball, but he's also going to have to run for his life. We yep. are tar- talking about personnel at the end of the day. Thanks yep. for taking my call. You got it, right, but that's not, his, it, that's not his job. Two things on that. Number but one, they gave him the latitude, oh, and they made it his job. Okay, but also he didn't play. So a lot of the guys that he brought in were guys that maybe he would have been successful with as the quarterback. You know, that's the argument there, too. Yeah, Lazard stunk. I understand oh, that. He was terrible. Oh, right, but he's also – but but think about you're going from Alan Lazard. You're thinking you're, you're going to be playing with your boy Aaron Rodgers to mm-hmm. going with Zach Wilson. Yeah, but hold on. So, Boyle. Okay, so let's take – it's not a great comparison, but let's take uh, let's take Garrett Cole and let's just last year's version of Garrett Cole and last year's version of Severino. And Austin Wells comes up. And boy, he's you know he's framed. He's catching the ball well. Uh-huh. Oh, Garrett Cole's a great pitcher. Look, look, look at how you know, I'm not saying he's a great defensive catcher, Wells, but the point being that when Severino goes on the mound, he drops every pitch. Yeah, dude, you, you're still a catcher. Catch the right. ball. I get it. So whether it's Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson, whomever throwing the ball, he dropped an inordinate amount. Right, but his let me drop just, percentage was disgusting. Un- understood. But let me ask you: Do you think Lazard would have had a better season if Aaron Rodgers were the quarterback? Um. Yeah, and I'm not trying I, to make I excuses do, for the no, guy. I do I, I, do I know he's not very good. I'm just saying okay. that slightly be- better. Yes, it's, it's but hard not, to rip, not crazy better. It's hard to rip Rodgers for all that went wrong when all he did was get hurt. I'm not ripping Rodgers. No, no, I know, but I'm, the caller was saying there's only so much. Yeah, I'm walk. just questioning the boundaries of his power. But like that, he's not, that, he did not make good personnel moves. Is that on him? I mean, our well, bosses don't ask us to make the hires around here. Yeah. I just, huh. <laughs> Why you say, maybe I'll tell you one thing, I'd have a 10-year extension tomorrow, and you'd have a 10-year extension tomorrow as well. I might change the hours, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? No, that's not, like, that's on the Jets organization for allowing. Now, I would take some input as well. Maybe sure. they didn't have to go that far to that extent. But, I mean... They, they I, don't be begrudge, I don't begrudge Rodgers for having the power bestowed upon him. Anybody that has Power presented to them generally takes it. I would take it. You would and, take and it. And he's earned Rogers it. Rodgers took it. Yeah. He's earned it by being the player that he's been. For However, sure. 
it's hard to fully judge all those moves when they were brought in to be with him as the quarterback. Yes, but now also look at it this way. Will anybody pick up Lazard this year? Well, he's going to be on the Jets. I think he's done two years. Okay. Anybody picking up Randall Cobb? Any, anybody picking up Turner? Like the guys he brought in, is anybody picking them up? I, there's probably a drop-off because there's a familiarity for sure. Route-running anticipation. Yeah, Hardman. Um, uh, Lazard would have been slightly better, but uh, he, he drops everything. He's a stiff. <laughs> He's, I can't stand watching him play. He stinks. Joe's in Parsippany. Joe, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Joe. What's up, Joe? Uh, yeah, I don't know how you guys could say that Rodgers has some say. I think he's running the entire organization. I, I think that's the reason why Robert Sala is still there. If Rodgers isn't there this year, I think Sala would have definitely been fired. Um, that's why the Jets aren't bringing in a guy like Vrabel, because you think if Vrabel comes in, you think he's going to say, okay, yeah, we'll keep uh, Hackett as our offensive coordinator. Joe, let me ask Hackett's you a question, done. Joe. I think you might be half right. Okay, because what – and stay with me here, Joe. I'm going to ask you something. So Joe just said – the reason why these guys are back, everybody, because of Rodgers. You mm-hmm. might be right, but I don't think that they're back in the conventional sense where they where, where where somebody went up to him, you know, Woody, hey, Aaron, you want these guys back? I think it's more the understanding of the complex nature of the hirings and the connection to Rodgers and the finite window that he's got. Like, I, it's not that Rodgers would revolt if they if they got rid of everybody, but he's too old to start incorporating these changes to maximize whatever remains of his career. Well, exactly, and I think that's the problem is that that's the only reason why these guys are saying because they're catering to Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers also chose the Jets for a reason, to come here and be able to do whatever he wants, knowing that Woody Johnson would just basically give him the reign and just, eh, you make all the calls here. Right, but Rodgers ultimately wants to win, and thanks for the call, Joe. So he's got your best interest at heart as well. He wants to win. Aaron Rodgers is not coming here for a paycheck not coming here to go to Broadway shows. He's enjoying all that New York has to offer. Aaron Rodgers wants to win. It's been a long time since he's won a Super Bowl. Since a long time, been a long time since he's been in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He talked about that right out of the gate, raising the expectations and credibility of this organization the second that he became a New York Jet. The problem is all the control that he has is on the field, and he couldn't get on the field. He was on for four plays. That's it. So the whole thing fell apart. I will admit that Rodgers being here, while it is their best chance right now, it probably did mean keeping Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett, which I think is a big mistake, especially long-term. But if I'm looking for a reason to be hopeful and believe in this team, there's only one reason. And there's only one choice because that's... that's... (laughs) There's no way out. Like, you could dress the quarterback, it's going to be another... How many years before you even become good? If I mean, they even get the right guy. That's what I mean. It's not like best case, yes, CJ Stroud. That's not happening with the Jets this year. Mm-hmm. It's just not. No. Even Rogers if you had the right play. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Play fake, Jones rolls left, rolls left, wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Town on the fan. It's 1102 here. 877-337-6666 is our number. Our Knicks keep taking it on the chin. No Jalen Brunson. No chance. And relax, Nick fans. Chill. They can't expect to win these games. Hey, you just can't. You worried I mean, yet? You I mean, worried yet? No. No. Mm. Quite the contrary. I, I felt... Oh, your boy DiVincenzo. I mean, dude, well, he hasn't found a shot he doesn't like, huh? Well, I mean, he got to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's yeah, out there it. with him. Right. Well, no, when Starks did it, it's a problem. When DiVincenzo does it, well, you got to shoot. Well, it's not a problem when Starks did it. It's a problem when Starks didn't do it nearly as efficiently as DiVincenzo's doing it this year, who's third in the NBA yeah. with 183 makes, and he's the he's got the most makes of anybody who's played 26 minutes or fewer per game. Yeah. Uh, you didn't think I'd have that staff for you no. again. You can, I, I mean, I love stats. Starks, dude, but come on. You got to, I mean, Starks- let's not forget what's that job was great did we see this yesterday i what? saw it somewhere the all-time nick threes in a season so maybe i saw it on twitter go ahead and starks is up there with like 217 no. and so even chance will break it next week is what you say right maybe but think about it of all the top guys on the list yeah starks is the only one that happened in the 90s like everybody else was i think jr smith was you know 2014 or 2013 uh-huh. whatever Carmelo everybody else was there yeah, right? maybe I, I forget the exact list i just noticed well, Trent Tucker Trent still getting some love hanging on the back I don't end think of he that was list on there. no I, it was just Johnny all, Newman. all newer guys yeah. in today's day and age which to me made it even more impressive that Starks had that many yeah i understand what you're saying what was it 95 96 yeah well, i, I know what was, you mean the yeah. staying that staying power 217 back then. Yeah. He's about 30 years ago. Uh, that, that's and the true. game has evolved. And yeah. he's still, you know, I think third or fourth, whatever, on the active. There you uh, go. Yeah. All right. There you go. Anyway, yeah. Well, anyway, we're talking about the Jets here. And, you know, I set the style to start the show. It is a fun time of the year, you know? It's a fun time. The Yanks and the Mets are getting ready to crank things up. We'll see where the baseball season takes us. You know, before you know Biggie's tournament, conference tournaments, you know, maybe Johnny's get in there. Seton Hall's got a chance. You know. The Masters is coming. The weather's about to get better. The Knicks, once they get healthy, will be very good. And then it's like, you know, you just get hit with this, these strays, the shrapnel. Like, I'm just trying to mind my own business and just keep my head in the sand, quite frankly, as a Jets fan. Like, just 
Yeah, don't, don't, don't stop kicking dirt on me. I'm, I'm wounded. I'm hurt. I'm bleeding. Just let me get to the draft, and I, I'm not looking for any trouble. And then NFL players just keep pulling us in. It's not fair. Yeah, well, it's not right. Well, but he's talking about what he saw, which was an aptitude, lack of ca- accountability, no discipline, all the stuff that we felt. He confirmed it. Hey, at least you got number eight. That's the only thing that's going to keep you sane. Aaron Rodgers. Jeff fans have to have. That's it. You have no choice. You're all in on Aaron Rodgers. I got to tell you, man. I know this is a. We will have plenty of time to discuss as much like the Jets. Uh, pardon me, the Giants quarterback situation. It, forget about Zach Wilson, but I mean, they have to get a respected, established veteran backup. They have to. Yeah, I think that they will. I mean, Woody talked about that as a priority. Yeah, to me, Woody's it's also talked about winning as a priority yeah, for but, the last thirteen but, but years. But here's the problem with the backup. If you see that backup, you're dead anyway. Not true. Yeah. That's I, not true. They're not going to get Did the backup Browns die gonna... when their guy went down? They no, had three eventually... four different quarterbacks. Well, they died in the playoffs. Yeah, eventually. Did the Steelers die? No, the Steelers found a way to carve out a meaningful season. You know Everybody this... but the Jets. If you're Even the Giants uh, played better when the... Daniel Jones went down. I said the with same two thing. Guys. Same thing about Spencer Jones. If you see Spencer Jones this year, that means things went sideways for the New York Yankees. If you see the backup quarterback for the Jets this year, that's not a good thing. You maybe want him for a game or two if Rodgers gets hurt and, that, and that's it. You could hopefully survive and you know, split the two games, whatever it may be. But you don't want to see him, period. You don't even, you don't even want to see him holding the clipboard. I don't want to see a backup quarterback, period. I don't want to see the key, TV camera show him. Because that means that something is going wrong with Aaron Rodgers. And if that's the case, ultimately, it's going to be a disaster for the Jets. I'm just curious what their plan is. I don't disagree big picture. If it's something massive like the Achilles, forget it. Just just pack it up. and. We, Would you we retire as a Jets fan if that happened? I'll never retire as a Jets fan as much as I want to sometimes. I, I, I never no, will. But, I'm not going to tap out. You will, you will have to kill me, oh, which they do, over Would you believe over. in curses at that point? No. Would no. you Would you say no. SOJ? No. No. You're never going to say the same old Jets? I don't. I don't believe in that. Yeah. I just, you know, it's funny. But they I, are, like, technically. Well, yeah, yes. And see, I tweeted something this morning about the Knicks, but this actually pertains to the Jets. And this is why I don't think that um, – I listen. I know many of you do. I don't subscribe to curses and that stuff. So I just tweeted this because I again I sense a little panic in Nickville, and we'll get back to these calls here with the Jets. Tweeted this before the show. This century, the Knicks have been a lot of things, but unlucky is not on the list. Their dysfunction directly correlated to their awful decisions. This season, they're as unlucky as any team ever. Grind it out, get whole. You could beat anybody. Hang in there, fans. Now, for years. We were hearing the Knicks were cursed. Right. No, the Knicks weren't cursed. They just hired inept people to do their job mm-hmm. that was never done properly. They finally went out of the box. They hired Leon Rose, and he's constructed a terrific roster, 1 through 10. And what a surprise, the Knicks are good. So I don't believe in curses. I believe in identifying smart people, empowering them to do their job, making the right decisions, and then sitting back and letting the fruits of the labor show. Like the Yankees and usually like the Giants or sometimes like the Giants. It's been a while. It's been a while. But, yeah, I just – I will never believe in curse. Do you? No. Okay, just making sure. I got you. No, bad luck, yes. Y- yes. Curses, no. But a lot of people think that bad luck is directly attributable to a curse. Like no. when Rodgers got hurt, oh, you see, the Jets are cursed. I do believe – I don't to, believe in that nonsense. I believe to a certain extent you create your own luck. There you go. Like, like you could say – that, yes, the Jets were very unlucky with Rodgers going down four plays in. You could also trace it back further and say, well, they created this bad luck by relying on a 40-year-old quarterback. Yep. 
Yep. Draft and develop one. You wouldn't have to go get Aaron Rodgers. There you go. Well said. 877-337-6666. Steve is in New Fairfield, Connecticut. Steve, BT and Sal, what's up? Hey, BT, Sal, how you guys doing? What's up, Steve? Hey, Stevie. Thanks for firing me up in almost March about the Jets. I thought I was just happy with my Knicks. Look, throw the yank. So <laughs> yeah, I appreciate right? that. I'm ripping here in my van. If you could just give me one minute. I know it's your show and it's time to Go for it, Steve. Let's All go, you. man. All you, Steve. I can't help. I know what you're saying, BT, and I respect that you try to be positive about the Jets. Um, I'm younger. I'm, I'm older than you, but younger than Benigno. But I cannot help myself falling in the same negative mindset that Joe does. If you run that film loop through your head, it's unbelievable. The last 40 years. I mean, I don't have to rehash history, but I mm-hmm. just to rip right here. We got a chance to get our stadium. Let's go in with the Giants. Let's be a second-class citizen. Oh, we can re-up? No, let's go into a nondescript stadium again. Mm-hmm. Let's go into that. And that life. A.J. Dewey in the mud. Gastineau, the late hit. Yeah, Herm Edwards, Browns. play to win the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's get conservative. And Doug Bryan missed two field goals. Yep. Fake spike. Nazi, man. I know I wanted, I wanted Rodgers. Everyone wanted Rodgers. I didn't get a good vibe from Hard Knocks. I know they're going to slant the show. It's a production. But for Salah... Playing kissy butt, everybody, the quarterback cannot be the man. We know he's one of the goats, but it has to be. Look at, I mean, it wasn't just Brady, Belichick, Walsh, Montana. It's got to be the head coach. It can't be just the alpha, the true alpha has to be the coach. It's not healthy. Rogers, looking like you said before, the guys you brought in, agreed. And also, also, Steve, you're also talking about sustained success. That is why I think it's imperative. Fault any organization. First of all, all organizations, especially football, should hire a good head coach. Okay, I mean that's obvious. You need somebody who's in command. That to me is the ultimate success. But the Jets, more than anybody, because of their ineptitude for years. They need stability. They need a known commodity, a no-doubt-about-it head coach yep. that will get Absolutely. rid of all this nonsense and, and I, bickering and same old Jets uh-huh. bull crap, the beefing and with I, the players. Get an established known commodity, right. and it erases and all that garbage. And ironic, I'm sorry, Sal, I don't mean to cut you, but ironically, it was a giant who I felt most safe with, that the kids were tucked in and the doors were locked, was Parcells. <laughs> that was the last time I had a cranky coach. That's what I want a cranky coach. Well, Kyle was a little cranky. Crap. I know it's a different name now, yeah. but you knew who was in charge. Steve, let me ask you this, Steve, and hopefully you got a chance to vent a little bit here. Because we're just talking about curses. You don't believe in that stuff, right? You just think that they're poorly run. You don't think that they're cursed. cursed. Yeah, no, I don't believe in true curse. Okay. Then you're getting into crazy okay. mythical stuff and everything. <laughs> but I think there's a vibe that just, it has to change in leadership. And Woody's saying, after this year, oh, we needed a backup. Oh, thanks, Woody. We yeah. didn't know that. We I know, I know. Thank you, Steve. Good yeah, call. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. So I, I brought up the Knicks before. I'll bring up the Knicks again, because specific to Steve's point about the coaching, what Sal just said as well. You know, the Knicks were a mess. They were an unmitigated, undisciplined mess. They were a circus before Tom Thibodeau came here. Circling through 50 different guys. Oh, Fisdale for yeah. a second. Hordasek. Fisher, who's flying to the West Coast to see uh, yeah, one of his yeah. old teammates, YXYs. Matt Barnes. I, uh, Jesus. I mean, so Tom Thibodeau's not not Pat Riley. He's not Phil Jackson as a coach. Of course, we got Phil Jackson, the executive. But Tom Thibodeau is a man of discipline, mm-hmm. is a man of structure, is a man of accountability, and is a man who is... Fairly intolerant of any level of insubordination. And when you when when you identify those staples, and I think more importantly, Sal, when players who come to you know pre-existingly, if you will, what your staple, what your core staples are, they're going to conform or they're going to be out. 
And to give him credit is right. You also have to give the people above him credit. 100%. Whether that's Dolan, yes. who hired Rose and let Rose make his hire and got the hell out of the way. Yep, yep, And yep. not when turmoil happened. And that, to me, is the, ch- the turning point of the Knicks franchise. Was it last year? I forget. Yeah, I think it was last year, early on in the year, where the Knicks were struggling yeah. and Tibbs was starting to get on the, the hot seat a little bit. Yep. They stuck with it, stuck it out, and you saw what happened. They went on in the postseason and went around, and now look at where they're at. So it's a credit to Dolan. It's a credit to Leon Rose, obviously to Tibbs, and for them sticking to their plan and what they believe in. That's right. The Jets have to do that. And then I talk about core staples and core principles. And, and again, I'm not just taking the, you know, the low-hanging, gratuitous shots here, but what are the core staples of Robert Salva? Can you identify any? No, like I, what's, well, I know he's a good man. Yeah. We know that. There's a lot of good men and women in the city. He's They're in not great all shape. coaching the Jets right. he's or pro <laughs> teams. I got news for you. He's in great shape. He could run stairs. He yeah. keeps receipts. Those he, are things that I think Salvo will be remembered for. <laughs> Mike's on Staten Island. He's a good with, texter. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if like, when what? Joe sees the three little dots, which tells him that Salvo's getting ready to write back if Joe gets excited. Mike on Staten Island. What's up, Mike? What's up, BT? Mike. All right, so Sal, I got to agree with you, man. BT, I'm sorry, bro. It's okay. But I, I think you're looking at this the wrong way, bud. All right. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers comes in. The juice is there, right? Hard knocks, king of the city, doing the right things. It's not. And then, right, and, and, and the focus was not on a playoff berth or, or, or being a wild card. He put the focus on what every other team should be putting the focus on. And he goes down four plays in, and the juice is on, bro. So all the guys that he wanted to bring in, they never even got a chance to step on the field with him, let alone see what would have been. So we don't really know if he has that, that you know, we, we, we get, uh, sorry, you guys keep saying that um, he's a terrible management guy. Okay, fine. Well, but you know what? what? We already have terrible management guys. <laughs> so he fits right in. Yeah, give him another office for that. He fit right in. And on top of that, you guys mentioned that you need a coach and a quarterback. Well, last year, when he went down, we didn't have either one. And part of the problem is, if you go back all these years with Jets, with the, with the history of this franchise, they've never had a Belichick and a Brady or a Reed and a Mahomes. Maybe every once in a while we got a talented quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Coach stinks. Maybe we got a great, a great coach like Parcells. Quarterback's old or whatever. Mm-hmm. We get there and we don't get over the hump. But we've never had both. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Even if Rodgers plays every snap, all year long, we still don't have both. Right. They still are are subpar. The standard is not high enough. And 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 Sal, you are one thousand percent right. Woody Johnson is the culprit. He should be the only one at the podium talking. He should be set the standard. It's his money. It's his team. And you know what? There's a whole bunch of us passionate and and bt i appreciate your passionate i i listened that day when you were unkillable with that but i'm gonna i'm sorry bro i knew the juice i knew it was over and there's so many of us knew it was over think about this though mike think about this the jets joe douglas woody johnson they thought because he brings up a great point like i I really don't even think about it even though we know it's been a while since they've had a, a known commodity established head coach but even then they didn't have the head coach quarterback combo that is so desirable yeah they thought that that combination was Robert Sala and Zach Wilson. Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas thought that that combination was Robert Sala and Zach Wilson. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna take a little bit of a different tune and defend them. Okay. I thought Robert Sala, and I was not alone, 
was a must hire for a couple of teams during that hiring cycle. All right. So now when it doesn't work out, my gripe with the Jets now is that they have not pivoted, that they continue to run this out. Not with Zach. But look at how gone. bad both have turned out to be well, individually I, and together. Oh, no, it, it was an F. It didn't work right. out. On both. But I'm saying in real time, yes. yes, but we'll never know was Zach an F because of what was around him. Well, it doesn't matter at right. this point either. But I, I thought that Robert Sala was a real asset during the during the hiring process. And I'd be disingenuous whether it was the Jets or anybody else. And I wanted the Jets to hire him. Right. I'm but it's on not record. your job. You didn't interview no, him. No, no, I know. Like, but, they got to get it right. Yes, but they wanted a, a, a man with presence. Like, think about going from Todd Bowles, who was a great coach and, and, and a great man who as well. Who do you think's a better head coach, Bowles or Sala? Bowles. Yeah, <clears> no, Todd Bowles, no yeah. doubt. But I'm saying at that point, you have to go back to when they made the decision. Now, it hasn't worked out. But in real time, Bowles was stoic. Uh, there was no juice. There was no... He just didn't project any energy, mm-hmm. and that drove me nuts, even though I knew he was a good defensive mind and a good defensive coach, right? But when they hired Sala, we thought, and they thought, you know, this guy running the stairs, he's jacked, he's loud, he's aggressive, he's got this persona on game day. We envisioned that coming through our TV screens with a headset and him being the head coach. We don't see that. That's problem number one. Uh, and many other problems. He's just not a very good coach yet. He's not He's not ready. He hasn't adjusted, hasn't gotten better. But I can't fault them for hiring Sala and drafting Zach Wilson because I was okay with both in real time. Right, but but ultimately, they were both Fs. True. And Joe Douglas, whose job is to get that right, yeah. got an F on both. And he's still here. When you think about them thinking that that's the quarterback-head coach combination, I mean, yep. find me one that's worse. And by the way, for to give the Jets a little bit of benefit of the doubt and to give Bowles credit— he, Bowles is a better coach in Tampa, not only because he got a better quarterback, but more specifically because he learned yep. here. He also won ten games with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, that is true, and mm-hmm. I think he could have been better. But he, this was his first opportunity as a head coach. Yep, you're learning. Mm-hmm. That's why they need to stop messing around yeah. with first time head coaches. Yeah. This is not a spot to learn. I'm sorry, it could be successful for some. Mm-hmm. But especially the Jets, this is not a spot where I want I want a second time or at least an established head coach when I make that next hire if I'm Woody Jones. I totally agree. I am absolutely with you. Kenny on Staten Island. What's going on, Kenny? BT and Sal. What's going on, guys? What's up, Kenny? Kenny? Hey, BT, next year when we go to London, I just hope we're not flying cross-country or whatever all the way to London when we're one in five. Oh, I don't need an eight hour flight. I didn't know flight. the Jets were playing in London. It, uh, it's, no, it's that, not. That's the rumor. It's, it's a rumor. rumor. And by the way, I'll, who, I'll who be making you? that trip, by the way. If they are. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We'll be doing that big trip. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, oh, yeah. You know who they're playing or no? Oh, but they don't know. Oh. I, probably the Jacks. Well, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, I, yeah, I yeah, no yeah, somebody, they, they had something running yesterday on Twitter where oh. uh, Wembley Stadium had the Jets and Jags on the scoreboard. That mm. could have been a promo. That sounds like an shooting, exciting but... matchup, Jets-Jags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember, oh God. remember the yeah. rain game two years ago on a Thursday night, Jets-Jaguars? Oh, God, Strebler, right? Oh, we'll yes, <laughs> yes, Strebler was there. Anyway, go ahead, Ken. But, but listen, listen, getting get, get to Doug, Douglas here. Uh, basically, they, they got to hold his, hold his feet to the fire today to beat writers. BT, I wish you were doing the interview, you know, asking a question. Oh. We, we want to know what, what the mess was last year. We want to know where the disconnect was on the offense. We want to know if, if Hardman's statements are true. That would, you know, because obviously the defense was there. At you know, I know they fell apart, but but Douglas here, he's got to be basically his feet to the fire here because he obviously he knows Jets get off to a one and four start. 
the, it might be the first time the Jets fire uh, a coach in midseason. And maybe the GM goes, too. They just might clean house. Yeah. Remember That's Lou, what Holtz, I Lou Holtz, I don't know how old you are. I remember reading about this. Lou Holtz quit midseason back in the day with the Jets. But, yeah. do you? Let me ask you this, Kenny. You call us a lot. You're a big Jets fan. You know your stuff. At least I think you do, and I think Sal does as well. Do you think that who has more value? In like move for job number two, who do you think's better at their job? Is it because they both have a lot of failures? Is it the coach or the GM? I think the GM has done a better job because he hit on that draft. Me too. That that's Me too. what it comes down to. He okay. hit on the draft. Me too. Just check him. So, All right, yeah, Kenny. But, well, listen, guys, always a pleasure. And, and BT, we got to get out there with Joe B. And uh, you know, weather's going to break soon. We can get around the golf. Oh, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. I was talking about golf last night. I got the uh, the thing going. The the Jones, the uh, the itch getting a little little going here. Although this is going to be a hellish golf season for me. You know what I'm getting ready to do again? Switch sides of the tee box. Oh God. I, you I guys can't find anything ball. that works. I just I'm going to try to play righty this year. Oh, it's a disaster. No, why? You're a lefty because I I can't. It take too long to explain. I've got this little hitch, and I've got this. Plus, also the the lead arm, which is supposed to be straight, is the arm that I had Tommy John surgery on mm. and a second surgery, and I came back so early that it's jacked up that when I take it back, it it's it hurts a little bit. And I really think it impacts where my my club face is. If you want the honest answer. Yeah. I just can't take it anymore. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out why people love talking about their golf game so much. Obviously, I'm somebody who's played golf. I I, I enjoy it when I go out there. It's fun for me. But like talking about their game yeah, like or playing the game, I don't, I don't talk about. It. I'm just giving no, you no, a little not like you. I'm, saying, I'm saying in general, like Boomer and Geo talk about it all the time. I know JJ loves his golf game, and they're all like people. But do who they love, love talking about their game, or yeah. do they love playing? I think they love talking about them playing. Really? I think so. Yeah. Interesting. I mean. Um, You'd have to really be a golfer, and I'll put quotes around that for me because I love the game. Like, I, I know missing, the game, but I'm I not good. Am I missing something here? Like I've done it a couple. You are times. missing a little something. There's something to be said. Like, and again, I'm not good. Play. I mean, yeah. I, nobody. Mid, is. No, that's not true. There's uh, a lot of good golfers out there. No, I'm just not one of them. No, so I mean, like, no, no regulars. None dude, of my us buddy, are good. My, one of my best friends is terrific, dude. Yeah. He he played college baseball. He didn't play is he golf. A pro? No, and but he's not that good. Dude, he's shooting low 80s with his uh, eyes shut. Okay, and he crushes the ball for 51 year old guy. If he were that good, he'd be playing. He'd be a pro. I mean, oh, stop. There's a lot of good bowlers. So what am I really missing? good. Mm. What are you missing? You're missing. Boomer is uh, apparently a good bowler as well. Learn that. Oh, today everybody's good show. at bowling. Okay. We can talk about archery next week. <laughs> about who's not a good bowler? Yeah. Oh no, Boomer just said he's a good bowler. Well, wait, I, I can bowl, so I'll challenge Boomer. I'll beat him. Whoa! I'll get Boomer on hey, the lane right that? now. We, we've done the softball stuff. Maybe a little BT and South bowling challenge. Ooh! Now, what do you think you can bowl? Mm, I'm not about. very good. Yeah, one sixty maybe. Okay, okay. Can you? Okay, like, like not the first game. All right, so I need, you'll like, beat Geo. I'm going to assume that you'll take care of Greg. You think so? I mean, if you're going to be about a one sixty or one seventy, I would think you have a chance. Unless he's some clandestine, uh, you know, might take me a couple. Sharp. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I, don't I don't think so. You've known him a little. Does he bowl? I don't know. It sounded like he did not. Listen okay, so him. then you'll win that. And what do you think Boomer throws it? I mean, Boomer's got a Boomer's got a speed. No way. Yeah. Boomer's got to be high 190s, low twos. He's just a stud at everything. He's probably got well, that beautiful Well, Boomer's 190s, spin. Man, what are you? Well, I'm not 190 on the average, but I, I am capable of going high. 120, 130? Oh, no, is that I'm, where I'm 120 where I'm... with my eyes shut, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I thought 150 or 160. Like, my best games probably would be 160. Put now. it this way, and I've got the picture I'll show you at some point. So when we were in Myrtle Beach a couple of years ago on our golf trip, I wanted to bring it back to golf. Uh, we got rained out, so we went to the bowling alley, just started banging it back, and I got I got a turkey. I don't know. Do you know what a turkey is? Yes, in, I do. Three in, strikes in, in a row. In bowling yeah. verbiage. Look yeah. at you. And then I actually got another one. So I got four in a row. 
and I shot a 209. I think that's called a duck, if I'm not mistaken. A duck? No, just, no. Idiot. <laughs> Either way, Boomer's probably pretty good. Who talks about golf? Oh, let's talk about bowling. I was like, get to the break, please. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, yeah. All right. BT and Sal on the fan. (laughs) When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, BT and Sal back with you here on The Fan. Brandon, Tierney, Sal, The Cotter Show, 877-337-6666. Let's get back to these happy jet calls, huh? Let's do that now. Uh, three RQ coming up next segment, three random questions. Oh, that's next segment already? Yeah. Get them ready there, Sal. Oh, I got to get that ready. All right. I'm returning right now a little Give bit of fan up. mail. BT and I got a nice little note. Yeah, it's a great one. Tell everybody what it is. So, uh, let's see. Terrence sent us some fan mail with a... <laughs> A picture. a picture. He must have taken the picture off of social media that uh-huh. we posted and printed it out. And it was a picture of both you and I dressed up as Doink and Goldust. Oh, God. And he asked us to write a little note and sign the picture for him or whatever. So there we go, Terrence. You get that coming back in return mail. I just had BT sign it. We're all good to go. And unfortunately for us, when our kids are older, they're going to see it on <laughs> eBay or whatever other, you know, digital shopping cart there is for like nine cents. Why Why? Yeah. Why are we dressed up like this, Yeah, Daddy? exactly. You know what's funny? Long story, the, son. I kept the... I told you I returned some of the outfit to, uh, to Amazon. Yes. I kept the wig, though. <laughs> I, I, I understand. You got to have something. Like, oh, yeah, this you know is the time what? I Autograph the back of that little white rubber yeah, part, and and I, I should already put it in the uh, the new the new bedroom in the new home. Yeah, maybe that'd be funny. Yeah, keep that. We'll just keep it in the bedroom. Yeah, memory forever. This is when Daddy dressed up as Doink. Eight seven seven three two. And this is when Mommy called Daddy Doink the clown because he didn't have the heat. <laughs> yeah, in the car because you didn't have the heat on. Sixty six sixty six. Back to you guys, Brian's in Levittown. What's happening, Brian? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Um, so unfortunately, a long time uh, lifetime Jets fan. And I'm not going to be a Monday morning quarterback. I liked the Salah thing a few years ago. Yep. But just looking into it now, I feel like you got to go an offensive guy, and here's why. If you've got a good offensive coordinator with a quarterback and you have a good two years, that offensive coordinator's gone. So then you lose the stability. Like, look at our defensive coordinator now for the Jets. They've been good the past couple of years. Old and brick. he can't even get an interview. Old brick, yeah. Yeah, and he can't even get an interview for a head coaching job. Uh, if, if we were good on offense the past two years, granted, we'd win more games, but our guy would be gone. Like, to be fair, now, now to be fair, Brian, th- that has changed a little bit. That's not actually factually true. There's been a, an increase in defensive uh, interviews and hirings. I know that it's a league trend that seems like it's completely consistent with what you said. Not entirely, but I get your point. Keep going. Yeah, no, and, and again, like if we do decide to go that route, which I think we unfortunately will need a new coach within a few years, can we not hire someone like Adam freaking Gase? And that's all I got for you guys. There I mean, a few years. I, listen, I'm not even sure if I can stomach a few months. I don't even know if I can handle a few months before the season starts with Robert Salva still the coach. You want to say you want to push this thing forward a few years? A few years. No, you you can't do that. See, this is the problem. The Jets have been such a bad rut. They haven't found the right guy, and now you extend. That was my issue with this year. 
Why wait when you could just expedite the process and hire a new head coach? Now, I get the Rodgers timeline is off, but that doesn't mean that it's right just to stick with Robert Sala because, well, you know, I'll ride it out one more year. Yeah, you may be wasting another year. And then let's say the Jets do make the playoffs. Do you think Robert Sala is going to all of a sudden be a better coach the following year? Is this a two-year thing? Is this a one-year thing? As much as I'd love to see Rodgers go win, unless they win a Super Bowl, you're <laughs> almost better off not making the playoffs and blow the whole thing up. Oh, God. I mean, that's imp- I can't sign on for that, but I know what you mean. What would you but rather have? I, I mean, I'd rather just win a few games and just say, we'll get next year, next year. Let me enjoy a year. Right, but, don't but I know you, what you mean. Let's say they win and get into the postseason. I know what you mean. You're going to be stuck then with Robert Sala again. I, 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 get yeah. the, I get the point. I'm answering that one emotionally, I, I admit. Yeah. 877-337-6666. Steve's in Cranford. What's going on, Steve? BT. Steve. I want you to do me a favor. Okay. Take Super a team. step back from the bridge. <laughs> don't jump, okay, brother? Well, I'm not going right, to jump. I haven't jumped this. yet, but... I'm not going to okay, jump, good, good, just good. looking down. Hear me out on this. Go for it. Brett Boyer is regarded as one of the best special teams coaches in the NFL. That's not me saying it. Ask around with the NFL guys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In I addition to that, his assistants have gotten hired in other places. Yep. Okay? okay. So that tells me about his trade. The fact that Nicole Cardman had a hyperextended pinky, the fact that a football player admitted that a hyperextended pinky kept him from going into the game and catching a punt when they needed him, he should have been cut that second. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Got I'm following you. Yep. Going back, so I am not putting that much stock in him. I think Nicole's a little salty that he got displaced by Gibson. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, keep going. I, I, so that's that angle. Now, here's the thing about Salah. I am not going to defend him. But I'm not going to trash him. I think it's very hard to judge a coach when they have no competent NFL quarterback. And he has not had a competent NFL quarterback to trot out there. Steve, can we we judge him on the lack of discipline that results in these ridiculous penalties that alter the flow of the game? Can we get on him for that? Did Adam Adam Gase have a competent quarterback with the Jets? Not much. And he won more games. What do you think of him? Uh, oh, I hate him. Oh, well, how? How, how can you possibly judge him without a competent quarterback? I am not. I, listen, but let's go back to it. It was a punch in the gut when Rodgers went down. You saw, everyone saw Salah's face that game one when, when, when he whispered in his ear that the ACL was torn. I'm sorry. The Achilles. Achilles torn. Yep, yep. He knew in that moment, he knows what he has with Zach Wilson. Do you think Salah's a Zach Wilson guy? It doesn't matter, okay, right. Steve. No, I don't, Steve. I, I don't, Joe, Steve. I, I, down from Joe I don't. But it's his but job, Steve. Hold on, Steve. Go, go, go. It's his job to piece it together. They won that game. Think about, think about, remember the vision. I, I can't, I'm not even going to make that How comparison. could you defend? I don't understand how I'm you can defend. What are you basing your, your love for or your like for or patience with Robert Salon? What are you basing it on? He's been here three years. He hasn't won a quarterback. But now, so, but I just gave you all the other guys. Did Todd Bowles have the quarterback? Like, well, hold Joe on, Steve. Did Todd, did Todd Bowles? No, we're not giving Joe Douglas a pass. He's the one who orchestrated this whole thing. A As a matter of fact, he, he, when... He says he's got more faith in him than he does in Solomon. Well, I do. And I think most people agree with me. That he, doesn't he, mean he I have a lot of faith in him. Huh? He crushed one. Uh-huh. And the other two are all-time horrific drafts. Okay, so Steve, hold on. So two out of three drafts he's butchered. The head coach he butchered. The most important horrific. position. The free agency last and year butchered. And he didn't get a quarterback on, last Steve. year. No, and no, after no, Rodgers went down, he didn't, didn't get a quarterback. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's on Douglas. Yep, yep. you got, you, you got to count free agency as Aaron Rodgers. 
Okay. So they got Aaron Rodgers. Now, what does Robert Sala do well, Steve? I, I'm dying to know this. I think he's going to be more involved and more pumped up and more. No, 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 no. Not, 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 not what you think he's going to be pumped. What has he done well Remember, in three years? I want to know one thing. Give me one he thing. Ran, he runs the stairs well. That's okay. the answer. That's the answer, Steve. Come on. Think about this. Like, say if somebody called, I'll use you rather than me because it's yeah. easier. You could do me if you wanted yeah, to, yeah, but yeah, you don't have to. Somebody calls up. I can't stand Sal. Right. I, you know, why? Sal's terrible on the air. Mm. What does he do well? Well, let me give you a list. Number right. one, he's knowledgeable. Number two, he's right. passionate. Number oh, three, he's always you. locked in. Number four, he's funny. Like, he's definitely not always right, but I could give you four, five, six, ten things he does well. We just asked you, what does Robert Salva do well? You said he runs the stairs. That's the point. Yes. And you say, yo, well, has he had a quarterback? No, but did Adam Gase? And you figured out he wasn't a good head coach, didn't you? Did Todd Bowles? Nobody was saying, well, he hasn't had a quarterback. Everybody's saying, I don't like his personality. Get him out of here. Now, all of a sudden, he does have some semblance of a quarterback, and he's going to the postseason. I mean, come on now. I'm not saying Robert Sala will never be a good head coach or or could have been a little bit better had he had a, be- a better quarterback. I don't think he's a good head coach. I don't think he's the alpha male. He wouldn't be my head coach. Maybe he goes somewhere else. They give him another opportunity. He gets a better quarterback, and he wins some more games. I don't think Salah will ever be the guy. And based on his three years here, he's been awful. My biggest complaint is that I don't feel like he's got control of the building. That's a problem. Big one. All right. Uh, 877-337-6666. BT and Sound on the fan. We are... uh, Get ready for a little 3RQ. That is coming up next at noon. We hit you with the crown top story, Joe Dunn. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella. The mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ellis will speak as well. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. A good question. Three random questions. Let's find out. With Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata. One, two, three. On The Fan. Hi, BTs. We do every Wednesday at 11. 43 random questions. Little three RQ for you. Number one, do you do a wash for one item? Yes, I have. Often. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I do. You don't, t- you don't what, think there's an issue with that? Wait, in terms of like, like not conserving water yes. or just being a little neurotic? Yeah. No, well, the only time I'll do it, you got to understand, like, I'm, I'm crazy with the uniforms. So I'm okay. always, I mean, my wife is very good with it as well, but I am, yeah, I like, to, I still lay them you out. Know, I you want to be socks, in control. The wristband, I am in control with that stuff. So uh, <laughs> that's one thing. But what I do do for myself, you know, if you have a certain, certain, certain washing machine where 
You've got the conventional big circular right. thing. But then up top, if you have a new one, it's got the other thing you can kind of lift up and maybe wa- wash like a permanent press. Like hmm. So I'll throw one thing in there. Sometimes like if I have a St. John's game, if I'm wearing like dress pants with a but not a suit with a sports coat mm-hmm. and a dress shirt – uh, or or something like that. I might wash one thing, but I actually do it fairly frequently. I, yeah, I couldn't believe the sight of the washer. Now I'm starting to be more budget aware yeah. as we're trying to buy a new house, and more like I'm like, oh damn, I didn't even know that. Like, I didn't know the water usage. I never gave it. A, now I understand why my father was yelling, "Hey, wrap it up in there. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah turn the lights minutes. off when yeah, you leave right, the 30 room. Thirty minute chow. What are you doing? I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But then I see my yeah. wife, and I'm like, there's one thing in there. You doing a full wash? 45-minute wash for one item? Do you anyway. remember what it was, or did you not get to see? Uh, I don't recall. Okay. So, but sometimes she'll do all, she'll do that a lot. And I understand, like, you don't want to mix certain things. For sure. Certainly no, me. that I don't care about. Yeah, if I got, like, a, a jersey or something or nah, whatever I don't care it is. about it. I take my chances with that. Uh, I've right. never gotten burned with that, honestly. Number two, favorite Girl Scout cookies. We had some in the newsroom Ooh. the other day. What's your favorite? You give me your top two. I'm not a... Mm. Okay, what are, uh, what are they called? The... the um, Samoas? Yes, Samoas. The purple box? I don't know what the purple box is. Uh, My daughter is just in brownies now, so we're we're getting there. But, I mean, obviously my whole life, people ring the doorbell looking for for money. You got the peanut butter ones, the Eh. do-si-dos, tag-alongs, the plain. I I like the Samoas to me, the only ones I love. Thin mints. Yeah, they've Ooh. got a little caramel. They've got a little mm. coconut. They've got a little chocolate. Crunch, That's yeah. absolutely. It's, it's all, to me. It's almost like a Twix bar. Dove, you have Phenomenal. a. a you, you eat cookies? Yeah, Girl Scout. Nah. Hoff, do you do you eat Girl Scout? Hoff is on the phone. phone. Oh, okay, no. Yeah, I would probably go if I had two. Yeah, what I do think, you got? Dude, thin mints. You love so those? Good. So you were like a peppermint patty guy, like as a piece Not of candy? Not really. Wow. But the thin mint for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I could eat a whole sleeve with no problem. I actually like them all, but if I had to pick, like I love the dosi dos, the peanut butter ones too. I know they've evolved and had some new ones, but if I had to pick two, I can't pick one. That's why I said two. Yeah, it will be Samoas and it will be Thin Mints. I think Samoas are definitely what's up. But the French toast stick thing that they just—that's a new one. No, I haven't had that. Yeah, yet. Did you sample know, that? Did I sample? Yeah, I basically they ate the were whole in box. the newsroom the other day. <laughs> Somebody brought in cookies. I think it was Perloff. No, it was Marinick. Oh, was I, it? Think oh it was, I think it was. Jerry Marinick. told me he thought it was Perloff. I think it was Marinick. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, Either way, they were, they were here. Dude, nice. they were out there, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna die. I don't really. Yeah, I go back out after the show. They're gone. They're uh, all gone. No trace of them. I love Girl Scouts. They're pretty good. Uh, all right, number three. This is the main event here. What do you miss most about being a kid? Oh, jeez, you're gonna hit me with that's an amazing question. My yeah. goodness, you could do a show on that. I can't take credit for it. One of the producers, Sean Gilman at SNY, came up with it, and I stole it from him. Okay, as any good talent would do, steal yes. stuff from behind the scenes, guys. At least you gave attribution. Yeah, many, right. many people <laughs> be, do not. True. Most talent. Good job, Gilman. Yeah. I saw it immediately. Said, "I'm stealing this for three RQ." God, what do I miss most about being a kid? I mean, the can I kind of walk you through my process a little bit? Yeah. Before I get to my answer. I would say that, I mean, obviously playing sports is <laughs> central. I mean, that's that's the easy one. The The magic of holidays, I'll just leave it at that. And, you, know, kids, you don't get that feel? Kids in the car, yeah. I just want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to keep right, it, right, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, I think maybe even the fact that my parents were really young. Right. I think that's important to me. I didn't. I don't know that I processed it then, but I felt it. And thank God both my parents are, are still alive and, and, and healthy. Oh, lucky you. I don't know. No, I, I, don't, I don't take that lightly, man. I, <laughs> I don't. Dying. I'm going to be an older hey, dad. Because I think yeah. about it because I'm going to be an older dad. Right. I would say, I, I would say in the generalization, like encompassing everything, the 
the thought that there was no limits as to what I can accomplish. Not that I, I put limits on myself now, but when you're so young and so moldable, the the world is just more of a blank canvas. Like, I can't become a doctor tomorrow. Right. You know, I can't become but a lawyer. Like, I guess I could. I mean, whatever. You could, but you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, I couldn't because I was horrendous in math. But I, I Everything didn't, was in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I would probably say that. What about... I know I'm leaving thought. out stuff that's going to yeah. bother me. What about you? Uh, no, I just... For me, I missed the... the, the not having anything to worry about, no responsibility, whether it's bills, whether it's, you know, non, whatever stuff that life brings, yeah. job stress and all that. Waking up in the morning and I remember like, you know, playing wiffle ball with my buddy, like we would fill out the lineups and that, that, that was the day. You wake up, you play Super Mario Brothers, you go outside, you play wiffle ball for a few hours, you come back in. You got a sandwich got, hey, waiting hey, for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, boys, want some iced tea? Sure. sure. Give us a couple of bucks, go up to 7-Eleven, buy some wiffle balls. That was life. Uh, there was nothing more to it. I read my wrestling magazines. WWF magazine comes in the mail. You read that. Sports Illustrated back in the day. Yeah, the, the lack of responsibility yeah. and just like all the fun things. In life, you were doing every yeah, day. Yeah, that's a good. I also enjoyed TV shows a lot more than yeah. sitcoms. Um, music gripped me. Or I still love music. Music gripped me very early. Back then, we had, of course, cassettes and, and VHS yeah. tapes. To de- to, you didn't DVR anything. You tape shows. Oh, for sure. But for sure. still, yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like that, the lack of responsibility to Carefree me. nature. Oh, man. That's the best part. Now that's why. Like, yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, I got major, major anxiety. I can't sleep properly. You I take mean, medicine I, for anxiety I or don't. No? Not yet. I might, I might, do you I have go, strong anxiety? I feel like at times I do. About? different things or about specific to one think, or two things I think or just a general state of anxiousness? I think different things. I never thought that I had it, uh-huh. but then... They started working with me and then yeah. you knew you had it. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if it was the overnight schedule that was messing me up. Uh-huh. I'm thinking all these different things, but I just... Or COVID, after COVID, I never recovered, but I think now it's just high levels of anxiety at times. Uh, we're going to get back to these calls, yeah. but speaking about the opposite, you know, do you think about getting old? Like, is that something that you think about quite a bit? Um... And you know, the future yeah. and your daughter and how old she's going to be when you're a certain age. and Yeah. Even I looking at my niece and nephew now, my nephew Joey just turned 10. My niece Riley is 8. It's like, holy crap. Like, yeah. they were just like babies. He's 10, meaning in a few years, like six years down the road, it seems like nothing, right? Yeah. He's driving. I know. Like, that's insane. He's asking for your cold. car, too. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, a little bit. It's crazy. It's like, you know what's coming. And, and it's funny because I think you and I both come across as almost, I don't want to say non-sentimental, but so rigid in our views mm-hmm. and focused and loud and passionate i think about that stuff all the time i mean i, I i'll even i'll even tell you this man a lot of times driving in the car by my i'll, I'll tear up really uh, yeah i'll hear a certain just song about life or whether it's like cats in the cradle cat stevens and oh, not just about my son my daughter yeah. as well like, absolutely certain songs um I do, and, and I embrace it. I, I, I'm not. I'm far from ashamed from it. I, and I don't like try to end it. I almost just embrace it. And- I do because I think that it, it gives you a certain deeper aware, awareness that what you do have now, it's not always there. Yeah. You know I, and I mean? we all talk about it. And then you know, I was going through the serious life stuff with with the family member. Of course, still going through it. I obviously, know you but. You, you think of those things and you say, man, we got to appreciate each day and every moment. And then it's hard to do it yeah, every single I know, day. I know, I know it is, but, it is, it but is. you really should. Yep. I do. I am more aware now, especially when I'm spending time with my daughter 
and trying to enjoy and say, like, this is the, you know, good stuff. Her laughing and making her laugh and whatever it may be. That's awesome, dude. All right, 3RQ, BT and Sal, 877-337-6666. We've got the crown coming up. Top story hit with that, which is the Jets. We're talking about the Jets. <laughs> Top story with the Jets. I got to read this. Recco just sent a text. Remember, he leaves here and goes, all right, guys, get me home. Mr. Unemotional here. What did he say? He goes, I say, get me home. This reflective bleep has me ready to... You know, do something bad to myself. Life just flying by. So oh, I mean, yeah. I, I know well, he is emotional because yeah. they always make him seem like he's a heartless, soulless human who just wants to. You know, I know. There's we like don't... darkness, and I never got that sense don't from mean, Jerry. Don't mean it'd be depressing, but it is. It's life. It's I, I hear you. I know, and I think if you embrace it, you probably get to enjoy the good moments a little bit more because you're inherently aware that there's an expiration on those. Anyway, Brock's in Huntington. And shout out to Recco. He's a P1. What up, Rock? What's up, gentlemen? I think I got an observation here, man. And usually I like to call up with a solution when I can identify a problem, but maybe you guys can help me with this. I mean, Mm. what I'm seeing is now kind of organizationally, these teams are being purchased by, you know, whether it's giant corporation groups, you know, management groups, or other, you know, a guy who, or an individual who earns their own money, builds themselves up, and then you got that guy's fire, you know, behind decision making, kind of like a Steve Cohen guy, right? Now you have. A lot of losing going on in New York, whether it's the Yankees, whether it's the Jets, whether it's the Giants, the Knicks. And what I'm seeing here is, man, you got the, the, the Manepo babies running all these teams. Hmm. You got guys that are just kind of like, basically, they don't have that fire. And you're asking them to, you know, to like a never ending merry go round, pick the right GM, pick the right head coach. The guy at the top is not going to be a guy who's good at identifying those kind of leadership type situations or qualities because they've never had to really do it themselves or earn their stripes. There's no real solution for it. It's kind of more or less grin and bear it. I'm a Jets fan. I'm a Knicks fan. You know, Hal's a good talker, but, I mean, they haven't won in a long time. The, the problem is, it. as a fan, Brock, you can't – I used to say this to Mets fans all the time because mm-hmm. they'd always call and complain about the owners and owners are wanting to get rid of the, the owners. The owners generally don't go anywhere. So for Mets fans who think that they're bad luck and they're cursed, they are fortunate that Steve Cohen bought the freaking team. Like, think about that. So when you start to think the Mets are in a bad spot, <laughs> step back and think of how it used to be and where you're at right now. And you could complain about Woody Johnson all you want. There are no signs of him selling the team. No. We could complain about Dolan all we want. Years ago, he's not selling the team. And obviously, they got it turned around. So you just have to hope that the owner makes the right moves as opposed to the owner getting, you know, selling the team and, and changing hands. Yeah, I mean, listen, as long as you, and this was part of the Wilpon issue, although I thought it was overstated, but to an extent, as long as you don't have somebody who's like trying to take the cheap way out, which is just unacceptable, every owner here spends money. Problem is, they just throw a lot of bad money right. at, at, at you know bad situations. But nobody's tight. Nobody's holding uh, holding on to the funds. Jared's in Sussex County. What's up, Jared? What's up, guys? Absolutely love the show. How are we doing today? Thank you, Jared. What's up? Good, buddy. Thanks, man. I'm listening to you today, BT, and you're my guy. I love you. But you're supposed to be our jet optimism guy, and all you're doing today is moping around like a loser. <sighs> we got all the guys coming back. <laughs> Rogers is going to be healthy. There's no way the O line's going to be that bad again. Hmm. The defense's floor is a top ten, and even if Rogers ain't that good, he's still going to be a top twelve, top fourteen quarterback. Yeah. I need the beat higher than that from last off season. Well, I mean, the good news, I, listen, Jared, that's accurate. Jared, Jared's job, not wrong. Jared. Jared's not wrong. Call Stop me out a little bit. Work, work like a loser. I mean, maybe I've got to start being a little more consistent. How can I implore you guys how to act one way, and then I come in with my tail between my legs like a complete wimp doing the exact opposite? Shame on me. I, I, I'm going to own that, Jared. Um, but. But. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 I, what I will say is, 
oh, I will regenerate when it's time to regenerate. Don't worry. Like, when it's go time, when it's time to run out of the tunnel, I will be your fearless, undeterred leader. Right that's now, we, I'm human. Human. That's what we need you to be. And I, I, I get it. And, you know and what listen, I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. You know, schedule lightens up a little bit this year. The optimism will come back. I understand. Here, here always does. Here we go. Always but we're gonna we're gonna get there by the off season. Appreciate me get, having me on. I love the show. I'll talk to you guys. Ah, uh, thanks, Jared. We appreciate it as well. Yeah, he's not wrong. I hear you. Well, ya. and that's why I tried to talk you off the. You know, as much I love needling you and having fun with it and the same old jet stuff. And obviously, it's not a good thing when you have an ex player coming out saying the stuff that he said about the organization and validating our fears or concerns about this team as far as them not having a real head coach and you know lack of accountability, all that stuff. However, you do have Aaron Rodgers. And as long as he's here, you should have some hope. And he's here. He's healthy. You'll regenerate. I know you'll be back. No, I'll be ready. And I'll you know be what ready. I'll be doing I just wasn't that. ready today. I didn't, I, need, I didn't need this Hardman stuff in Deion James or Deion, what's it, Deion Dawkins. What's his name? Deion I think Dawkins. Deion James was the old Yankee. Yes, he was. Outfielder. Left fielder. Braves left as well. The, yes, yeah. Didn't he uh, get a little baseball once? card? He did? Yes. He, I believe it, it was at maybe at Shea Stadium. Oh, as a Brave, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Ball, a, yeah. That was a Yankee. Deion James hit a bird, and yeah. I'm almost positive it was a Chase Stadium. Yeah, lefty outfield. I remember and he had a hustle James. double when the when the bird dropped. You, you know, oh, you want to take a Joe, uh, hold on. Joe is in North Jersey. Joe, what's going on, buddy? How we doing, guys? Joe? I love your show. Thanks, dude. What's, what's going up, on? What's up, Joe? Uh, you guys are talking about uh, the uh, cookies. Mm-hmm. Sal, you got to throw your Thin Mints into the, fr- uh, the fridge or the freezer. I have really? done that. Yeah, that is a move I was uh, alerted to years back. I have huh. done that. Now, again, I admit it's been a while since I've had Girl Scout cookies, although my mouth is watering as we speak here. Somebody get me some Thin Mints! But, yeah, if you put them in the freezer, oh, dude. Well, I mean, why not the other ones? Why just Thin Mints? Nah, there's something about the, the Thin Mints. The texture and the, yeah. the mixture. Like yeah. a peppermint patty. Yeah. Explain What's it, that? Joe. I can't explain it. Ex- ex- What's the physics behind it? I, I just, they just taste better. I don't know how to say it. Uh, <laughs> even like you're really peanut butter uh, stuff. Exclamation. Br- yeah. Brilliant theory. Well, no, I got you, you there, Joe. You're right. The other ones nice just buddy. don't work as well. You know, the texture of a thin mint. Caramel right? works nice when it's cold. Think mm-hmm. about a Twix or $25,000 grand. It's covered in chocolate. It's almost, right. it's candy-ish. So you throw it in the freezer and the chocolate outside gets colder. It's got that little like, shell, different snap. Get, you know what? Leave it the, to the Regis boy to right? always come up with I something gotcha. intellectual. Or the chubby guy, either way. What's your What's your favorite Girl Scout cookie, Bogus? Uh, that one's pretty good. They have a new one that's uh, a s'mores flavor. Mm. It's like an Oreo cookie with, it's got, I think, a one. marshmallowy. Yeah, like it's mm. flavored cream and then like a vanilla cookie and a chocolate cookie all together. I'm it's biased good. to the old school ones, though. Yeah, Give me, me the too. OGs. Yeah, the OGs. Stand Samoa the test of time. and Thin Mint. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go. I got the, the weather here. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, I do. BT. By the way, top story coming up. We hit you at the crown. What do you got, Sal? All right, BT and Sal on the fan. This weather forecast sponsored by Mucinex Kickstart. It's 56 degrees, heading to 60 today. What? It's still February. We're getting 60 degree weather. I'll take it. Uh, although there is some rain and on and off all day long. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 12.02, back on The Fan. Going to hit you with the 
top stories. We dropped the crown on you. BT and Sal, Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata. By the way, Joe Douglas is going to step up to the mic in a little bit. We will get to that here. React to what he says like we did with Joe Shane yesterday for G-Men. But the crowd is, and it, it hurts to say this, but I have to acknowledge it until it finally goes away. I mean, the Jets are the biggest joke in all the sports. That's it. <laughs> I mean, and I give them credit. They're they're morphing like they, they're owning that on a bigger stage than I thought possible. Like, it's one thing to be the biggest joke in New York. I mean, that's quite a sizable trophy. Yeah. But to become the biggest joke in all the sports, which they feel like they are, it, and it feels terminal, and it's just driving me nuts. And, yes, I'll be ready for the season. And, yes, I hope that they have a good draft. And, yes, I'm pumped up about the prospects of a good offseason. But all I'm trying to do, Sal, is watch Soto get used to his new uniform and see how Pete Alonso deals with the contract pressure and make sure the Yanks and the Mets get to the season fairly healthy outside of Sanga. You know, watch the Knicks, hope they get healthy, hope St. John's goes on a run. And I wake up. You know, this morning, pissed off from the residue of the Hardman comments about the Jets. That took a blowtorch to the franchise. You know, Deion, uh, I keep saying, Deion Dawkins, mm-hmm. yeah, him the other day. It's like, we just, I, if we could just hide for two months, I'd be fine with that and literally not hear the word Jets for two months. The pro- I can't take it. The problem is Mecole Hardman confirmed what I have felt about the Jets, and I think a lot of us have felt about the Jets as far as Robert Sala not being a good head coach, Jets not being a winning organization. I mean, the the results are what they are. However, you do still have Aaron Rodgers. And while it may seem bleak, while it is frustrating, same old Jets, all that stuff, you know, 13 years, no playoffs, we still haven't seen. Now, it doesn't mean that what they're doing running it back is the right move because I made it clear I would have hired a new head coach. But they still have Aaron Rodgers, and we have yet to see Aaron Rodgers take the field as a Jet for a complete game, for a complete quarter, for a complete series. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it yet. So I still believe that if anybody can take all this talk, and Rodgers gotten ripped himself during the course of the year. Oh, he's not coming back. Oh, he's this, he's that. He goes in the darkness retreat. All that nonsense that he's got to deal with. I know that Rodgers is an ultimate competitor and a guy who I would take to go against everybody else and say, oh, yeah, you want to back us in a corner? You want to say that we suck and LOL Jets and you hate all of us? We're going to show you. And at least you have the hope that Aaron Rodgers can be that guy because at his best, he is that guy. He'll shut a lot of yapping mouths up. It sounds good, and and I'm going to latch on to that because, quite frankly, there's nothing else to latch on to, but it's just a flimsy flimsy thing to really – how much weight is that going to hold? I mean – the injury that he had. Well, you say they're the worst organization in, in or whatever. the biggest joke in sports right yeah, now. But, who's but, big, who's the bigger joke? I mean, I'm sure you could find a lot of Who? them. You want to say here in I'm New York? I'm legitimately asking the question, what team is a bigger joke right now? It whose seems... quarterback is old, might be cooked. Yeah, but he's still one of the greats ever. Uh, I understand that. But is it Joe might Namath with the Rams? I mean, I mean what look, do we have here? Put it, put it this way. If Zach Wilson was the quarterback, I, there would be no disagreement. The owner's starting to step back into the political sphere, nah. which is certainly is right. I don't begrudge him for that. But how distracted is he? I mean, players that were here just say it's a joke. I don't believe in the coach. The GM's been a disaster. I'm, what, what? At least you have Rodgers. That's it. Yeah, I know that, but I don't really know what that means. Well, the question is, is he – there is still a chance that he's so good he could overcome the ineptitude of the owner, general manager, head coach. Hey, now, I, okay, okay, handicap that. Give me a percentage, that, and I hope that you're right. At least there's a chance. Give me a percentage. And I think that there's a chance that you're right. But give me a realistic percentage that Rodgers is. I'm going to put it at 50. Talent. Okay, um, half, half 50 50. Yeah, I mean, his, you want me to. I, 
that he's still good enough to elevate all the other stuff around him. 52%. All right, I'll slightly give you, more I'll give than... You, yeah. I'll take I'm not going to go as high as 60. I'm in. Sold. <laughs> you got me. I mean... The <laughs> sold point, to the desperate the man is, down to the front wearing a yeah, Jets jersey. At least you have... Like, there would be zero hope. Now, maybe Salah and Douglas would be fired if Rodgers weren't here. Yes. But he is here. And I know if he weren't here, there would be zero hope, at least with him. And only because of who he is. Not just because of what he's done. Because of who he is. I, if you take this personally as a Jet fan, I know Jet fans are taking this personally. As you should. That's your team. Being disrespected by everybody. Rodgers is the one who will not tolerate it. And he's the one who could actually do something about it on the field, assuming he gets on the field and stays on the field. I, I don't think that I've ever hoped that my partner was more right than he is mm. right now. Honestly. I know I, I know where, where I was rooting with the Yamamoto stuff yeah, and the Soto say, stuff and everything else that we yell King at each Colin. other about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 877-337-6666. BT and Sound on the fan. Joe Douglas is speaking uh, at the Combine there, so we'll get his thoughts like we did with Shane. We'll actually play it for you. Uh, before we get to these calls, we're inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Our friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name-brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, I'll be getting Neil in Garden City. I think he wants to defend the head coach. Neil, BT and Sal, what's going on? BT, I met you in Dallas. I don't know if you remember, I talked to your uh, sister and I was there with my wife, the 55-year Jet fan. Well, my sister was me? my I, sister wasn't there, but I re- I remember the conversation. Oh, no, yeah, was you? Uh, I, uh, who's the ones that live in Dallas? The, my in-laws are from Dallas. Oh, my sister-in-law. I I got. I, that's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Your sister-in-law was at the tailgate. At we the tailgate before the Cowboys. Yep, I got you. I, I met a lot of people that weekend, but I do remember you. I got you. I had the straw hat on with the sunglasses. I'm like a maniac. Anyway, Sal, let me tell you something. I'm, uh, let me give you the salad scenario, okay? Mm-hmm. First off, you mentioned Adam Gase, okay? Adam Gase was hired as an offensive-minded coach, and in 2019, we were 31st in offense, 18, 20, uh, 23rd, and, and 32nd when he was our coach. We brought Salah in to be a, de- as a defensive-minded coach. Would you agree, Sal? No, I would hope that they brought him in to be a head coach. I mean, he was I, a defense. I get it. But his, everybody has one side of the ball, Sal, that they're good on. Would you agree that he's a defensive-minded coach? Yeah, of course. Okay. Our defense has been top five two years in a row. When he took over, it was 32nd. Mm-hmm. Would you also agree, BT, that the team did not quit on Salah in the last six games of the year, being they won three three games? Would you agree with that? Uh, do I mean they collapsed two years in a row? I mean that's it's, I was going to say this that's two years in a row. I mean and two years ago they didn't even score a touchdown seemingly for five weeks, dude. Yeah, but yeah, BT did they not? Did they not win? Go two and one with Simeon, which is one of the worst quarterbacks yeah. in the league. Did they or did they not? Uh, they did. I mean that's true. Down the stretch, did you see any evidence that the team quit on yes. Salah? Yes, I did. And I actually what, what tweeted. I remember. Uh, game? I'd have to go back. I'm forgetting the game. Oh, what game was it? God, I actually took a picture from my TV where Sauce and I love Sauce. Chargers, Raiders. No, it was after the Chargers. The no, no, uh, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't Chiefs. They played Miami. Well, they was lost. a Black Friday mm, game. No, it wasn't that game. Atlanta. What, what, no, no, no. Whatever game it was, maybe it wasn't prime time, but it was a game uh, late where Sauce had 
he, he could have hit somebody at the pylon. Ooh, yeah. And I tweeted that, and I have a freeze frame, and he basically checked out of a tackle. Yeah, I, I remember that. Okay. Look, I think it may have been the Browns you. game, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. I mean, that was a game that got behind in late. And they quit. So, all right. And listen, deep, I'm not saying what I'm saying in general. The team, the, the, the locker room is stuck together. Now, let me ask it you has? this, I, I don't see that, Neil. Sal, let I me ask don't. you a question. Yeah. Okay. We have – see, what nobody's understanding is we just didn't have crappy quarterback play. We have historically bad quarterback play. Yeah, I, all right. We all, the, we all know that. So what's your point? Okay, so my question to you is how do you expect a team to win and beat – we won seven games with the worst quarterback play in the league. Now, let me ask you, everybody wanted Rabel. What was Rabel's record? And he's been in the pub. Come on. Oh, You're going to compare stop. it to, to oh, Robert Sala? Stop, stop, hey, stop, 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 stop. If stop. you like Robert Sala, come good on. for you. Yeah, that's fine, good but come you. on. But I'm not, all I'm asking you a question is when you do not have good quarterback play, he you went Robert Mike Rabel went to the postseason multiple times with Ryan He beat Tom Brady. I mean, my God, come on. It's not even comparable. The, the Titans have been in the postseason a lot of times without even throwing the football. Ryan Tannehill can't do it. Matter of fact, they won a postseason game. I forget. They played the Chiefs, but I think the year before, the game before that, they won a game where Tannehill threw like oh, maybe, a couple of passes. Yeah, yeah. Under yes. twelve, I think yes. he had under twelve, maybe twelve attempts. Yeah, but like he was six of twelve or eight of something like ridiculous like that. Like, but you Vrabel found out a way to win with Ryan Tannehill yes, he did. as his quarterback yep. in the postseason. And by the way, he had one losing. Uh, well, the last two got off the rails. Nine mm-hmm. and seven, nine and seven, eleven and five, twelve and five. I mean. You're talking about 23, 23, and he's about 32 wins in a three-game season. the first season. two years? It's 9 and 7, 9 and 7, then 11 wins, then 12 yeah, wins. And what over was Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's dude. not even close. Now, listen, I will say to, to his point, if Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback last year, the Jets win an extra game or two, but. And by the way, it's not just about that. Correct. This is not just about the quarterback. If it were, you could identify it and say, you know what? I think he's a good head coach that got screwed over. Like I was saying, actually, for years about Todd Bowles. My argument was Bowles, he never had a quarterback. When he had Fitzpatrick, he won 10 games, 10 to games. your point. Yep. After that, they gave him Sam Donald. They couldn't win anything. Mm-hmm. And now look at what Bowles has done with Baker Mayfield. I'm not seeing that with Robert Sala. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Could they have won more games? Maybe if they had Aaron Rodgers, I would hope they would have won more games. Sala still ain't it. If you can't see that, I don't know what you're watching. This might, this might be unfair, but I... I feel this way. Bring Vrabel and Sala into it. Mike Vrabel, to me, feels like a principal. Robert Sala feels like a substitute teacher. I think it's a good analogy. Just You have that feel where you know you're not going to mess around with Vrabel. Oh, he's a lunatic. I love it. And Sala, it's like he wants to be your buddy. Doesn't seem like there's many rules with the Jets. Really doesn't. And Michael Hardman, who was on the Jets, said basically the same thing. That's true. 877-337-6666. Let me get, uh, how about John in Newton, New Jersey? What's going on, John? How you doing today? What's up, guys? Hey, John. Um, listen, my perspective, okay, I've been a Jets fan for 40 years. Got okay. The Jets, are, the Jets are the rich dork that got played by the hot girl because she wants to get into the party, okay? Okay. And the the party isn't playing for the Jets. The party for Aaron Rodgers is to rehab his image in the largest media market in the world, New York City, okay? And, you know, if you all remember, his his, uh, image in Green Bay was terrible. Everybody knew it. 
And, you know, he's going to use New York to rehab his image, to get a booth job like his friend Tony Romo and his friend Tom Brady and, and Troy Aikman. Okay. Okay. What, what other franchise would hand over the keys to a player like the Jets? Well, that's one of the, the biggest losers. That's once. what I'm saying. That's, he saw the writing on the wall a long time ago. The money train that he's been on for the last 20 years is coming into the station. He's coming to a screeching halt. He's got to have a plan B, and plan B for him is a booth job. And that's why he needs to rehab his I mean, you make it seem you like notice. he's destitute, John. He's probably got $150 million in the bank with investments in what he's made. Oh, I mean, well, come on, it, dude. Oh, come, he's not he married. Tom, he can say the same about Tom Brady. When is enough enough? When is enough winning? When yeah. is enough money enough? Some of these guys are just... He, Rogers did not come here for a boob job. Came here to win a Super Bowl. I mean, he he's a competitive... Do honestly, boob or booth? Do you, what, didn't do you he say, I thought he said booth. Think... Did you say boob? Yeah, because didn't this guy say that? Wait, did you booth. say boob booth. or booth? That's what I thought. I thought he was talking about the hot girlfriend. And <laughs> yeah, he, he was, but yeah. yeah, I got you. Oh, no, that's, no. That's, that's like, oh. in a commentator. Uh, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> did not come here for My a bad. boob job. I hope not. Uh, I thought I mean, he said Hofstad. Really he heard screwed. the same thing I did. I thought I you were mean, making geez. a girlfriend analogy, saying that Rodgers came here. As a, you know, Get him like some a, ass implants yeah. and some calf implants while we're at it. A he boob didn't come job. Here, he didn't come here for a boob or booth <laughs> job. That's that Oops. That's hysterical. What's he talking about girls for it? And the girl, girl I got the analogy, but then he kind of abruptly the shifted nerd there. Couldn't and, get yeah. the hot girl. Yeah, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a bad analogy, actually. I, I, I don't completely agree, but I, I get where he was going. I was half paying attention. Oh, clearly. God. Hoff, did you think he said boob or booth? Yeah, I definitely thought I heard the uh, boob thing. You did? Yeah. Me and Dove Dove like as, a, as an analogy, what did you think, Dove? Dove, what did you think? I, I thought booth. He thought I should, we should dump it. Oh, did you dump, dump it? it? No. No, oh. I was discussing it. And oh. After hearing, uh, why you can't say "boob job" Jeez. on the radio? What was this 1933? Oh, I, it didn't mean anything by it. I in world that's what he news said. today, yeah. think, 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 think. Yeah. Well, I thought he was using Oof. the analogy. Obviously, not literally with Aaron Rodgers, but anyway, with all the penis references that yeah. you hear on the morning show with a, with Al, are yeah. you kidding me? The Rodgers is a competitor. There are certain guys that I would agree with that came here for other reasons. That, to me, is not the case. Rodgers' time has run out in Green Bay on their doing, not his. He mm. would have stayed there and tried to win. He had no, really no other choice but took on the task of coming to the Jets of all teams, New York, and embraced it better than any athlete that I've seen outside of Mark Messier. So he wants to win here. This is on him. If the Jets fail next year, it's going to be on Aaron Rodgers. It's on his resume. Yeah. His name is front and center. He is the face of this organization, whether you think it's Salah or Douglas or what he No, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's got to wear this. So I think he cares about winning, not the booth or anything else. Uh, Robert, Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, you know, eventually will become footnotes unless they win a championship in in New York Jet history, like Idzik, like McCagnan, right. just quick reference points, like all the quarterbacks that didn't work out, like all the other names that just succumbed to uh, the seemingly horrendous terminal losing fate of, of every other Jet employee. But the name that's going to jump out the most is Aaron Rodgers, to Sal's point. And you can love Rodgers, you can hate Rodgers, but understand this. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is a man of competitive fiber uh, and substance on the football field. And and this man did not come here just to to jack up his future value. He does want to win. And I think, and if you don't believe that, then I just don't think you ever played anything competitively, right. or just don't allow. Um, but certain just don't guys, want to give him any level of credit. Certain guys, you know, don't care about the competitive 
nature of it. They come here to cash a check. Oh, it's New York. Like Le'Veon Bell. I don't what think Le'Veon right. Bell was incredibly locked in. No, Rodgers wants to win. 100%. There's no doubt. Uh, let me get Tommy. Uh, pardon me. Let me get. Uh, hold on. Let me get Bev in Valley Stream. What's going on, Bev? How are you? How you guys doing? Um, I'm just. Oh, sh- we get we got we got a little something going on here. Hold on one second. I'm sorry, Bev. Tommy, uh, Sal, uh, Sal, put hold Tom on hold, on hold yeah. there. That's my mistake. <laughs> right, what's going? Doing? I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. Put Bev on hold. <laughs> both on hold. Yeah, they're both what on hold. Now, right, now let me get Bev. Bev's in Valley Stream. God. I'm trying to help you out. We have five people. Talking <laughs> it's like we're blinking like a casino. What's uh, up, Bev? Am I good? Yes. How you yes. guys doing? Well, good. Yeah, I'm just I'm just sick and tired of hearing these clowns blaming Rodgers for last year. I yeah. just I just don't get it's it's not it's not Randall Cobb. Him bringing in Randall Cobb is not the reason we lost. We lost because our GM, who was the supposed O-line guru in Philly refused to upgrade the O-line, refused to upgrade the backup quarterback. Like, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the point, and, and I think I'm fairly in agreement. Thanks for the call there, Beth. Okay. But um, <laughs> I thought we had a little issue with yeah. the phone again, I thought. <clears throat> I think the criticism here of Rodgers, while I think it's been hijacked to a level that's unfair, and, and, and really not commensurate with what he's actually done wrong, if anything, except get hurt, which you can't control, uh, I think the anger is that in allowing Rogers' influence, I'll use the word, or say, or direction in some of their personnel moves last year, those roster spots and that money could have been better served by players that maybe could have elevated the Jets to an extra win or two, which even without Rogers, and maybe squeezed out a wild card game. You know, like that's... You know what's weird? That's the knock. It feels like... I mean... Who was the one guy that we talked about all year long last year? Aaron Rodgers. Like, we talked about him all year long. It feels like we've had a season <laughs> with Rodgers in New York. But the reality is we haven't. He had four snaps. We had a reality season. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that's... I mean, think about that. It, but it doesn't it feel like we've seen... We haven't. Mm. Uh, uh, look, I'm curious to see what he could do. I still believe in Aaron Rodgers as a too. player. I now, I think too. that there are going to be limitations because of the head coach and because of the rest of the roster. But I do believe with Aaron Rodgers, it's not going to be as bad as it may seem right now for the Jets. I'm with you, but that's not good enough. Because right now it seems hopeless. So two levels above hopeless is what? Decent? I don't know. I wasn't expecting decent, you know, like a decent team. I I, I had big visions here, Sal. I had grand plans. I was booking the parade already. I was in the middle of Amazon on a float. Yeah, I, I remember. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, BT and Sound on the fan here. Joe Douglas getting ready to face those questions coming up in a few minutes. And we will obviously be all over that. Uh, BT and Sal here, of course, on the fan. 877-337-6660. Number the 6666 is the number. Uh, the studio today looks a little different. And no, it's not finally clean. What? Uh... Okay, you know what? I'm going to save that. Looks like we have Joe Douglas Ooh. live. Okay. Let's go. Lakin, as a person, competitor, player, um, ultimately is what we felt was in the best interest of our team financially. And what, uh, how much 
Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the pressure's inherent um, every day. So um, I, think we, I think we're in a really good situation because um, particularly of uh, the flexibility that AVT provides us. You know, we don't have any, um, any decision on uh, exactly where he's going to line up, but his ability to play four different spots and play four different spots well uh, gives us a lot of flexibility moving forward, our, our uh, roster building, our line building. Um, you know, but the one thing we're going to do this year, um, we're not going to move ADT around. He's, we're going to we're going to have a spot for him and, and leave him there for the season. ABT's in a great place. Yeah, his uh, he, his his rehab's going outstanding. He's in a great place. Yeah, it's a lot of pieces, but at the same time, we just had some unbelievable meetings with our coaching staff, um, mm. free agent meetings, and so yay, we feel unbelievable like, meetings. Um, particularly, <laughs> and look, there's three different avenues that we can do this, right? Trade, trade, free agency, and draft. And so, um, going through where we are, the ability, going through the meetings that we just went through, uh, the flexibility, AVT. I feel like there's some some guys that can come in and be the right type of fit for us. Um, in terms of the intelligence, um, reliability, there's there's some good candidates out there that can that can come in and help us. No, that's a bridge we're going to cross after the draft. Uh, so those those conversations are, are going to you know pick up as we get going here. Um, this is a big week, just to have a lot of different uh, discussions with a lot of different agents. So. Um, you know, obviously Bryce is an outstanding player, and you know he he definitely deserves this opportunity to see where he is in, in the in the open market. By the way, that's Joe Douglas, Jets GM, uh, out of in Indianapolis. Right now is not the not the tag, not the franchise tag, Bryce. Um, I, I, there's going to be productive conversations. You know, I've I've uh, I've had good conversations with Patrick um, recently, so. Yeah, look, not not to get into any specifics on what uh, McColl said. I, I'll just say, look, we McColl, um, we're excited to sign McColl. He's excited to obviously join our team. Um, in a situation, really, Xavier Gibson really came on for us this year, and um, he did an outstanding job for us. So um, ultimately we made a decision to, to move on from McColl. Um, but, uh, you know, um, our process of adding McColl, he, he was excited to be here. And um, it just it just didn't work out. And a lot of a lot of that has to do with Xavier. Well, I mean, how about you refute what he said? <laughs> Come on. Come on, Joe. Uh, look, those are I'll just say those are comments that definitely resonated with us. That's it. Yeah, we've done a whole show on the comments. Yeah. They resonated with us, too. <laughs> Jeez, Joe. Come on, man. Can I do this for him, please? Yeah, look, Rex is outstanding. Um, Rex? What the know, hell's just, going just on? The discussion Rex. with him is that uh, there, there's going to be opportunities for him uh, moving forward. To oh, not Rex Ryan. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. wound up here. I don't know. And I'm going to do everything I can to help him um, reach those opportunities. That's different. Okay. Um, Chad. Um, Chad had a very unique opportunity um, 
to go back with uh, to go with Joe Hortiz, who we all worked, all three of us started together in Baltimore, and opportunity for him to go and be the assistant general manager um, with LA uh, it, it is a unique and, and great opportunity for him, and um, hate to lose him, but we also have a, a lot of good talent evaluators and scouts, uh, and it's a great opportunity. Um, for, for for them moving forward, and uh, again we've had we've had a good round of draft meetings, good good free agency meetings, and so guys have certainly had to to step up. And you know, one thing in my time coming up in Baltimore, you always want to develop from within. So um, you know, if guys get opportunities, you want to be able to have the have the groom the right people um, within the building instead of having to go outside the building. And we have a lot of good people in our building. Well, yeah, certainly uh, less than ideal to lose uh, two guys like that. But again, I go back to to the guys that we do have, you know, and the experience that we do have. You know, guys like Phil Savage has been around, um, been around a long time since the uh, the original Cleveland days, and uh, his experience, former general manager John Carr, a director of college scouting. Um, Jay Mandelizzi, John. Steve, this is horrendous. This is such uh, a waste uh, of time. We have we have an unbelievable, unbelievable well, group of college. Guys but I got to keep. I, I need to hear. If there's some different. I got to hear so, something. Some more um, substance. They really stepped up. Like They've substance. Like come on. Who cares about Phil Savage? If he's so good, draft a good offensive lineman. I Woody's. I, I mirror the, the frustration um, that, that, that Woody has and Woody and I uh, talk every day, just about every day. And so, um, you know, we're certainly on the same page. And again, um, I like the position we're in. You know, Why? The, um, there's a lot of time coming back talking to about? We'll add more to it. We know exactly what we have to do moving forward. I like it. Um, this is nonsense, man. The pressure is always I'm getting, I'm getting angry. Job whenever you walk in every day. I um, like the position we're in. I can in. tell you that we're not stressed. We're you should we're, be. Um, we're prepared. We're prepared. Oh, God, dude. To, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I can listen to this anymore. Here. I'm dead serious. Hoff, ah, you tell me. Moving forward, we keep so, this drivel on. Um, and that, that a lot of that has to do with the meetings that we had after <laughs> the last time I talked to you guys. Um, and feel I feel really good about all of us, the personnel staff and coaching staff, analytics, everybody yeah. being on the same page. Um, we haven't won enough. I mean, that's that's obvious. Uh, but weirdly enough, I, I feel like the culture is in a really good place with the people that we have. Uh, we just have to go out and do it. It's time to win. Everybody knows it, so it's time to put our heads down, work, and win games. There you go. What's the plan at backup quarterback? Was the question right there? If you can couldn't hear it, good question. Yeah, that that's part of the discussions that we've had, and. Um, you know, it's an area that we're going to be addressing moving forward. So, oh, finally. Uh, again, and we're still really early in the offseason, especially when it comes to the veteran backup uh, landscape and market. You know, we've had good good meetings and good evaluations of the guys that are available. And um, I think I think we're ready to take the next step and see, see where see where the, the market mm. is exactly with these yeah, uh, backup quarterbacks. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we do have coaches here. Um, you know, Tony Dews is here right now, um, and he's going to be at the running back workout. So, and we have more coaches coming uh, for the workouts. And um, I guess you could label this as breaking news. So we had uh, me and Robert. You know, we talk all the time, and so um, had had a good discussion recently. Um, and there's some there's some good meetings coming up, some good opportunities uh, coming up. So he's going to he's going to be here Saturday. Um, so uh, he'll be here Saturday, Sunday. So, um, but that's breaking news that your head coach is going to the combine. We had, and he thought what? we both thought it was a good good opportunity to to, to meet with some yeah. people and uh, mm-hmm. kind of explore that landscape that I was talking about. This is not good, dude. Um, well, ha- I've had good conversation with his agent, Brian Ariel. Um, Who's he talking we, about here? Where we are? I don't exactly. even know. We, we've given we've given them permission. Um, to talk to other teams about it. I think Zach. Um, I think Zach. We'll back with Brian at some point. I think. Um, either this week or next week. I thought I heard Zach. see how those conversations go. Um, but um, other than that, there's there's nothing else to report. No, it was just a good conversation we had the other day. And uh, there's uh, after we had a couple meetings lined up and a couple uh, – Interesting situations could present themselves, so um, decided to, to come out for for a couple of days. Something about Woody there, and Robert getting more involved in the offense. Sala, obviously. Okay. Well, I mean, Robert's Robert's involved in all three phases. No, he's not. So, um, no, he's not. He's not involved in the specifics offense. of that. I mean, that's probably more. He sits there on hard knocks and says, "Oh, what a throw!" He's very active in all three phases. No, he's not. Managing not those three phases. He's not. Well, if he is, then it's a problem. Yeah. Respect has to be earned, and has to be taken. And so, um, I, there's really nothing to say, you know. There's no, there's, there's, there's no words are meaningless. Well done's better than well said, and so um, we have to, we obviously have to earn, earn people's respect. Is that maybe about Dawkins and Hardman together? Maybe that's not a bad answer. I'm okay with that. That's a good answer. He's right. I, we can't hear what the questions um, are though. It's- Aaron's an unbelievable addition to this this team, uh, off the field. Um, we all know what he can do on the field, but off the field, and so. Um, we texted um, a little bit since since he left the building, but um, you know I can't wait to, to have him back here um, because he, he he makes such a large impact with our with our group and our guys, and so um, you know we're gonna we're gonna have some some more conversations here shortly. Thank God. Yeah, last one. Um, you know, Rob, there's been. This time of year, where a lot of changes happen, and so what happened? Oh, I think it just out. dropped um, off there. Oh, but, here we go. Um, again, we feel we feel good about our group moving forward, and uh, you know, I know Robert has a good plan for his staff. And <laughs> oh, God um, Almighty, help us! You know, feel confident that that position is going to be. I don't feel confident really about anything at this point. Actually, okay. oh, we done mercifully. We so done, one, one thing, real quick, that I did want to clear up because I saw Brian Costello tweet about this. Yeah. Uh, Douglas was talking about whether the league or whether the Jets would ask the league to investigate on the Chiefs tampering with Hardman. 
That is where his response was. Those are comment, comments that definitely resonated with us. Oh, so not even about him Correct. saying the stuff about the team. Good catch there. Right. Okay, because we were trying to guess. Well, yeah, I mean, because we can't hear the question. So. I, no, no, 100%. I, I, that was, that was, I mean, that was just pathetic. I mean, he, the first thing that he was talking about the offensive line. Just listen to Jets this probably, contradiction. Jets, Jets, sorry, BT. Jets are okay. probably going to get something here for tampering because he did. And I don't know what that exactly is going to be. He but said, "Come get me." Something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. They'll get a, yeah. the ninth round. Well, the, the, I mean, a round pick that doesn't even exist. Big damn deal. There was there was definitely tampering that took place. Yeah, I hear you, and you, you're probably right. They'll get something. I don't care about that right now. He talked about the offensive line. And he said, we're in a really good situation. And he pointed, listen to this inconsistency. And I, I, I made sure I heard this twice before I even wrote it down. He said, AVT provides great flexibility. Okay. But then he also said several times, but we're going to put him at one spot. Well, which one is it? Yeah. If he's at one spot, then the flexibility is immaterial. Number one. I thought he was very soft on the Hardman stuff. Come on, Joey, I, I know you don't have a lot of wins under your belt. It's tough to be aggressive when you haven't won anything, but you can still stand up. I thought a little more bite and a little more pushback and conviction and defense, actually, and refuting of what Hardman said would have been nice. And then this is where, and I do like Joe as a, as a person, man. But when he said, I like the situation that we're in, mm. it's the worst situation of football. Encourage. You have the worst coach. You have a quarterback who's 41 on one foot, and you have no offensive line. By the way, why wouldn't Salah already be at the combine? I don't, I don't know. Like, that's yeah. breaking news that he's going there? I don't, why he's going to swoop confused. in like Superman to save the combine? I don't know. How about you get there the day it starts? You were right. It was. There was Zach Wilson they were talking about as far as the agent goes. Costello, again, I'm reading his tweets to yeah. piece together the stuff. Uh, Zach Wilson's agent has been given permission to seek a trade. Yeah, great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, well, yeah. Good luck finding I that. Yeah. I mean, we obviously want to react to this more. Get a and then he said, I don't know if we missed this or I just didn't hear it. Uh, he did say that the team is unlikely to use the franchise tag on Bryce Huff. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I think with the extra money, although somebody might come recklessly, Huff could be a goner. If he is, that's going to be rough. Um, listen, I, I understand that even if Joe Douglas came out and smashed it out of the park for like what I needed to hear, what you needed to hear, what we wanted to hear, it doesn't mean he's going to put the right name on the draft placard and get the right guy in a month or so or sign the right free agent, but... Just the optics, the 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 audible optics of that. It it just seemed leaderless. It seemed rudderless. It seemed soft. It just seemed soft. Manning takes the knee and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots. 17-14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, BT and Sal back on The Fan. I mean, further digesting this this press conference or the, the gathering with that uh, Joe Douglas just had out there in Indianapolis in advance of the Combine, I you know, I, I don't know how anybody can hear that and, 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 and garner an ounce of confidence or positivity it was confusion it, it was it was all over the map and I think what really but two things jump out I want to contrast the Giants and the Jets in a moment but I don't understand like I'm going to put myself in Joe Douglas's shoes and again I know at this point you've got no juice so you can't go out there with your chest puffed out 
overly confident, like, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a great. No, your team's not winning. So I understand you're going to retreat with certain things, but nobody cares about the tampering. I'm sorry. You're not going to get a first-round pick from McCall Hardman. You're going to get a seventh-round pick or a future consideration or the Chiefs will be docked $150,000. Nothing tangible is coming the Jets' way. So I don't understand why the focus was on that. What Joe Douglas should have done was use that question and pivot to an aggressive defense of the culture of the New York Jets. You know, think about it, BT. We've had, we heard yesterday from Joe Shane, and today we hear from Joe Douglas. And Joe Douglas sounded like, and I don't know the exact circumstances where he's at, how many media members are around, but he gave nothing. There was no energy. It seemed like a beaten man. He had something to respond to, saying that, ah, Miko Harmon, who could take what he says seriously? He didn't do his job when he was here. Like, there's no need to take the high road when the other person went way low, and you've got to defend yourself. At certain points, I understand why you want to ignore things and take the high road. This was not one of those. Joe Douglas needed to stand up for his team. you got to go down with a fight, because you're going down. I got news for Joe Douglas. You're going down. It Whether it's at the end of this year or following that, like, you're going down. You will not have enough success here to remain. Unfortunately, you've had enough time you failed. So you're on your last leg. I don't know. If it were me, mm. I'd go down swinging. Yep. And I thought he came across as pathetic. I used yeah. the word soft before. Yeah. It was just a, a soft defense, a soft portrayal of the entire organization. And if Woody doesn't speak, you know, then Joe Douglas is literally the mouthpiece for the franchise. He's the one who sets the tone in terms of what they do from a personnel point of view and what is said about the team. Robert Salva as well, but today's a day about like the inner workings and the, the direction and the structure, all the things that you want to hear, you know, at least uh, an ounce of defiance. I mean, can you give me an ounce of scrappiness? Can you throw us a bone? I know you're not going to win the Super Bowl today, but you don't have to get railroaded. He, he's also been a guy who in the past has shown a better personality. I know. He, he, that, well, that's what I mean. I feel like he's just beaten down. He is. And maybe knows that, you know. Well, he also well, he doesn't knows have that, a leg to stand on it because well, he's accomplished nothing in terms yeah. of tangible wins. Bingo. I understand that. Bingo. So he, What's I, he going to say? And it's a delicate, yeah. I mean, it's like, imagine if, if we had, like, the worst ratings in radio yeah, and we're well. sitting here saying we're the best. Right. No, I mean, if you have horrendous radio ra ratings in radio, you're, you're not doing a good job. Right. You're going to lose your job. That's the unfortunate reality of it. Same with football. So I get it. You're not, you can't be too brazen there, but you can still rally up the fan base and step up and project some... Some hope. It just seemed it seemed rudderless. That's how I describe it. Let's go to our buddy Limo Driver Ed. He's a big fan of the show. He's in Pennsylvania. What's up, Eddie? Hey, BT man. I heard you talking. What was you up in uh, Allentown working? You said your first job. Yesterday? Yeah, my, yeah. My first job was in Allentown. Correct. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm right here, brother. I'm right hey. here in Houston, man. I'm, All right. I'm actually my office, the limo company I work for, J and J. We up in Allentown. Nice, the old hood. Yeah, right had a good time. Only eight yeah, nine brother. months, but it was cool. <laughs> I hate you, brother. I hate you. But listen, um, you know, I'm a Jets fan, long time, man. You know, uh, season ticket holds. I still got my tickets. You know, I still drive and make that run all the way down, you know, do my tailgate. But, you know, listen, I understand with David, you know, and Tyler and all that. But, you know, as players, we didn't do our job. You understand? Um, I mean, we had a defense. We lost games that we should have won. Um, we didn't have a quarterback in you, right? We, sh we should have, you know, whoever thought that Rodgers, when I was at that first game, man, and I tore my Achilles and I seen him go down, yeah. Everything, you know, it was like, man, everything just blew up in our face, you know. But I understand, you know, it's just that our players have to take ownership, you know. I mean, come on. 
regardless of what, dude. I mean, I mean, if it was Rodgers back there, many times guys was wide open. And that's yeah, but Eddie, just, I know I, Eddie, is. can I let me throw this at you? I don't disagree. Yeah. I think too often, I do think that brings up a good point. Too often we bypass the players and almost absolve yeah. them of blame and go right to the GM, the coach, the owner. I do think that we're a little misguided with that. But today is not the day for the players to speak. Today literally is the day for the general manager to assess where they've been, where they're going, and he dropped the ball. It wasn't good. All right, well, th- hey, listen, next year, if Rodgers, everything, and, and we stay healthy, and yep. we get a, well, I think we probably need a couple offensive linemen, a couple tackles. Oh, you think? We only have two know. so far. Can you play with two? Is that, does that, the, the, I don't know if those <laughs> no, numbers, I mean, that's well, all the they Jets, have. The Jets have been playing with none anyway for the last <laughs> several years. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Is so, yeah. But, you know, listen, man, you know, I've been waiting, man, it's been 55 years, bro. Yep. You know, it's been 55 years, man, 56 years. Ugh. And uh, listen, man, we got to win, man. I mean, come no. on. Everybody You've been waiting got, a little bit longer, win, Ed, bro. unfortunately. Hang in there a little bro. bit longer. Thanks, Eddie. You got, you, you, if, if not the Super Bowl this year with Rodgers, and, you know, odds are it's probably not going to happen. You know, you know what I enjoyed this year? I think I told you this. And maybe we can win this. Can the Jets enter the Puppy Bowl? Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. I think there was one this morning on the Boomer and Geo show. Farmer's dog. I, I, they were adorable. The I was, I was playing with them, of course. Yeah. I, I was watching the Puppy Bowl this year. It was pretty good. Maybe we could win that. I don't know. If not this Go year. Go play the Puppy Bowl. All kidding aside, if not this year. Obviously, it's not. if they don't win it this year with Rodgers, oh, they're not dude. winning it with Rodgers. Okay? I, I, yeah. But, but then here's the hope. That you finally get the head coach-quarterback combo. And over the next four years. That, so, really a five-year window with two different possibilities. Salah <laughs> and Rodgers. Or the next combination. Because if you don't do it with the head coach quarterback, you never get, like, it's just not going to happen. And then that starts another three year window. Yeah. So Ed's talking that's about That's how you wind up on 55, 56 years. There you go. To your point. He's talking about 55 years. Okay, well, next one's going to be 60 years. If it doesn't happen then, you're talking about another 65. Like, it's not all of a sudden going to happen. I know. I get it. I mean, the only thing, though, and I think this is just the reality. I was going to say it's a concern, but it, it's just the reality of it. Like, if Rodgers is healthy, they're not going – I mean, if, well, I, I won't put a limit on what they could achieve. I won't do that because I will be optimistic. And with that defense and some upgrades, and if Rodgers is upright and playing well, then I would think the Jets would have a chance with a softer schedule to to maybe, maybe do something special. I won't cap it off. But the flip side is this, and this, this compromises your plan, your idea. With Rodgers playing at a functional level, mm-hmm. even if they don't win a ton and win big – they're going to be competitive, which means they won't win two, three, four, five games, which means they won't be in the position to get right, the, the quarterback. quarterback. I know. Well, they could get the quarterback. Uh, they can get the head coach. I just don't know how you get the quarterback conventionally unless you stumble upon one at 11 or 12, which does happen, but the odds of that shrink. Right, so, and, and I guess my point was that if it's not this year with Rodgers, then it's at least three years out because no matter what, once Rodgers goes away, I mean, I'd like to push back on that, but it seems like... I'm giving you at least three years. It's 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 now or not for a while again. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, 877-337-6666. Only, only, I mean, it, you know, it's a special talent to inject this sort of angst in the... In, in the like, it's that's the offseason. We're not even supposed to be bothered by the Jets, you know? And it's late February, and we're pissed off. And legit, and we're either pissed off or a combination of anger and apathy, which is a weird place to be. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal on the fan. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked.
fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. That's what cheer me up at least for a second. I like this song. This always puts me in a good mood. Even when I'm bad. And I'm bad. Uh, I'm a little mad today, Sally. I'm a little perplexed. I'm a little confused. Uh, I'm everything. It's 102 on the fan. BT and Sal. All right, so I'm all those things because, let's face it, what we just heard from Joe Douglas was a complete zero. A zero. Now, I want to compare and contrast the overwhelm, like just the, the feel of Shane yesterday at the Combine and his confidence that he exuded, the clarity and the purpose in which he spoke. And Joe's usually a pretty good speaker. Some people just aren't very good in front of a microphone. Joe's actually pretty good, uh, which is maybe why it was more unsettling today when compared at least to the Giants in back-to-back days. The Giants, if you're a Giants fan, doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. But I don't know. What I heard yesterday from Shane, I'm sitting there saying, all right, I like the plan. Thinking about this with Saquon, McKinney, the coaching staff. All right. Everything, the quarterback spot. I thought everything was Fairly addressed, intelligently addressed. And then you get to the Jets today, and it's this, like, unsettled chaos where you are getting harpooned by guys on other teams, and you don't even feel like the inner responsibility to punch, to put, I was going to say push, but to punch back and to let the world know that the clown, Hardman, does not speak for the rest of football civilization and he's just singing sour grapes. Well, that's what Awful. he need. That's what he needed to say. He needed. You could come out and not rip him to shreds and and take the high road to a certain extent. But you also need to diffuse any notion that you know guys are having the helmets on the ground and the head coach you know hold guys accountable and they weren't totally inept. And yeah, you know, it's hard to say we're not losers because the Jets have been losers. So you can't say that. But you can say, look, I don't know where Nicole's getting that from. We're satisfied with everything that Robert Sala's done. He holds guys. Whatever it may be, you've got to have some common an- answer. You just can't go out there and sound defeated and kind of beat around the bush and ignore it. Where Joe Shane yesterday spoke, he sounded like a real GM who's in control. The Giants came off an embarrassing season themselves, losing you know all year long after you know getting to the division around the year before. They had an awful year, but I hear upbeat, I hear some life, I hear a plan, I hear uh, decisiveness from Joe Shane, whether it's about Daniel Jones, and then we could say, I disagree with him saying he believes in Daniel Jones. However, he came out with a definitive comment. I believe in Daniel Jones, we won't say Quan Barkley back. Joe Douglas like, well, yeah, we got uh, two offensive linemen, and, uh, you know, it's a financial thing with Tomlinson, we need one more. Well, you know, me call, uh, you know, Taj stepped up for it. Like, what? Wake up! Somebody wake him up! Put me to sleep over here. It's too late. It's Wake over. Wake up. Oh, I was my so God. Pissed off. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I've ever reacted that way during a press conference. Like, I was just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was really stunned at just how Good God, seemingly, I know he doesn't accept this. I want to be fair to Joe. But how he projects this acceptance of the situation. And then he tells us, I mean, imagine this. He's got the gumption to tell us that Robert Salva's involved in all three phases of the game. Sure he yeah, is. Right. So, and if he is, then I would, my counter that would be like, what? Well, then why he, is he still here? Yeah, right. Oh, he is? 
I mean, so, so some of it's on the reporters too, where maybe they're not going to push back as hard as you or I would. I didn't. I didn't I, like the questions at yeah, all. Well, I they, really they didn't. Deal with them I, I didn't like I the questions. It. I'm not trying to knock that. I, I know it's it. easier for us to criticize in the studio. So, yeah, right, but, but there, there was a. I mean, there's got to be some better hard hitting questions than that. Oh, oh, so Robert was involved in all three phases. Really? Well, then how does he keep a job if he's in, if he's more involved in all three phases? Then how is he standing here? Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, why did Woody say? Didn't Woody come out and say that Robert's going to be more involved in the offense? That was the owner who said that. So where's he getting his information from? That's the owner. But Salah has been involved? In what way? Is he going to get involved or has he been involved? Because it seems like there's inconsistencies in the story there. Good God. It, it, the whole thing's just, a mess. It's a mess. 877-337-6666. Let's get back to you. Uh, let's get Rocco, who's up at the Bronx, BT and Sal. What's going on, Rock? Hey, what's going on, guys? BT, big fan, man. Thanks for having me on. You got it, buddy. Thank you very much. What's cooking, dude? Yeah, so I haven't got a chance to listen to the Joe Douglas press conference. You know, I'm going through Didn't Twitter. Didn't miss anything. Listening. <laughs> that, that's what I'm Go ahead, go ahead, But, um, I mean, it, it's the same thing every year with this guy. You know, I, I came in expecting the call about uh, Zonda Scantling getting released and how if that's the one move that this guy makes, which I'm prepared for with how, with how his signings have been, I mean, that's just terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I feel like this guy's been lost since he got here. Uh, he got Aaron, and that's about it. Every other signing has just been an absolute disaster. Everything Rocco, he here's, the, here's the well, mostly. Well, I mean, listen, I don't even want to go through all the moves, but because the record is the right, the, the moves haven't been good enough. Everybody they knows stink. that. I mean, there's been a couple of good ones, but it doesn't matter because they are what they are, right? So, Rocco, here's the short version. I think the Jet fan today, and I'm one of them, and I'm one of you. The Jet fan needed to be galvanized a little bit, just a little, little spark, a little, little hope. It was depressing. It was a zero. Yeah, I mean, it it's just the same thing with him. Usually he's good with the media, but it's just, he, he's just, I, I I thought him and Rob should have should have been gone. They should have started fresh. Yeah. Uh, Rocco, to stay, Rocco, say it with me here, Rocco. Ready? Say it with me. Uh, don't, yeah. Don't say it, Rock. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets. Come on, guys. You guys sound like beating fans here. What's going on? Rocco, BT, you guys are down. Come on! I mean, but, but uh, honestly, honestly, guys, are we in the running for Mike Evans or any of these big time no, receivers? No, I don't know. Devontae right Adams, no, no. Adams is not coming. I think Evans staying in Tampa. Uh, who else? T. Higgins, obviously, that's off the right. table. No, the Higgins no. got franchise. Adams has a new head coach. He doesn't want to leave. Adams is going nowhere. Yeah. Oh, that was the hope. No, I know. You could get Valdez Scanlon. Yeah, he's, he's you know. He, me and Tiki had him on the show once. He was a jerk. Was he? I remember that. Oh. And I, I don't really say that too often. I think that's a sometimes little out of pocket. Be, sometimes that can be a good thing. No, he was just, was he in studio? Yeah, I think he was in studio. He was in studio? I remember me and him, like, just, it wasn't. Something about to it? pop off or what? You want no, to go that, dude, oh. he's a pro football player. He'd wreck me. Oh, I mean, well, he's also still. 20-something years old. Now, I'm not looking to fight him at all. Touch me and I'll sue you. <laughs> Touch me and I'll <laughs> sue. That's sue a great me scene. for what? Uh, we always go back to these. <laughs> sue me for what? No, but that's, I mean, yeah, he's a pro athlete. I'm going to sue the Jets for negligence. <laughs> <laughs> you probably win. <laughs> uh, let me get to your buddy Steve at Howard Beach. What's going on, Steve? How are you? Guys, Steven? I like to say one thing. All right. Next year, Rob Sala will get fired, but he will regret not exercising or executing his excellence as a leader when he was a defensive coordinator with the Niners. Yeah. He will get fired as a result of not tapping into that. And next year will be the biggest, most disruptive season for the Jets 
while winning more than they did last year, won't be enough to get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to be pointing fingers to each other. So by this time next year, all those guys, sorry, I'm working out, out of breath. All those guys you're used to on this team will all be gone. All those leaders, gone. Steve was talking about, uh, Steve, we, we wanted to ask you, BT was talking about this before, Mecole Hardman. Mecole Hardman, you, you like him as a receiver? Uh, I, I, he's, he's a potential guy. What about, what, do, you, do, you, like him, do you think yeah. he's north of five? Uh, I think he's north of seven. <laughs> uh, here, get back to hitting the, uh, hitting the weight, Steve. Thanks for the call. He's nuts, oh, Steve. God. Um, <laughs> speaking of north of Virgil died today. Oh, that's who you were talking about, right? Yeah. And Virgil, Ted DiBiase. I got him mixed uh, up because we, oh, Hoff is shaking his head what? in there. What's what? Going Hoff on? told you, you told what? me that yeah, Hoff was saying. You know, What's he shaking Steve his head over? I don't know because I messed up. That's right. It was about Virgil, not oh, me. Oh, uh, Virgil. We I think they to... said it was like north to 12. Yeah, right. I swear to God, Virgil was like. <laughs> they said he was. R.I.P. Virgil. Yeah, he was absolutely. one of the great. Uh, for somebody, for, oh yeah, for sure. For somebody who basically said nothing, he said nothing, but he had that look, great medicine presence. Yeah. He was yoked. Yeah. He was absolutely yoked, Virgil. And he got in the ring. It was a wrestler afterwards. It was a good wrestler. Hoff, you he remember Virgil there. as a wrestler? Of or? course, I remember Virgil. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know how far yeah. back you go. He was more. But well, then he went to the ECW, and Virgil became, I think, just a wrestler once he split. From well, he, I think he was a wrestler with WWE for a little bit. Too. Initially, yeah. though, he was as you know, he was just a bodyguard, right hand yeah. man, and then he turned on DiBiase. He smashed right. him with the million dollar belt yes. yeah you ever remember that video yes. smashed him yeah i remember that he was he had some pipes on him he he may have had the biggest arms in the history of i mean he might have had bigger arms than hogan uh, virgil was, was absolutely hogan had the 24 inch pythons i know that yeah, well, I, they said it was I, don't, yeah. I don't know if it was really you don't 24. think so i mean I, I think there's a little embellishment there maybe i mean you know maybe also embellishing the 12 on on virgil but even if, listen if you embellish 12 you still you know you're still packing 10 you're in good shape <laughs> Uh, anyway, 877-337-6666. Let me get Howard, who's in Morristown. Howard, what's happening, buddy? Hey, guys. Love the show. Um, after that uh, press conference, uh-huh. I'm convinced that if the Jets did get into the puppy bowl, they would show up with cats. <laughs> get, well, they are oh, a bunch man. of... They got some good team speed, at least, here. Oh, Sal. <laughs> Uh, they they bring goldfish in a bag. <laughs> Even Two the betas that fight that. each other, and the, the, you know uh, those betas that you can't put in the same thing. Yeah, you know those those fish. Uh, I'm not familiar. The, with the it. fighting betas. What is that? Are they are they are they Chinese betas? What are the beta fish that you can't put in the same? I bowl? don't know betas. Otherwise, I hear you. But otherwise, they kill each other. Hmm. Yeah, you can't. You cannot put well, them I in feel the like same. That's not the bowl. Jets. They don't. They don't seem to have that killer instinct in no, them. No, they definitely yeah. do not. They do not. They would be dogs. They would be. They would, yeah, they would show up to the puppy bowl as cats, and they would be dogs. They would be double-digit dogs because they would be the underdog even in the puppy bowl. Let me get uh, LJ on Long Island. What's going on, LJ? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hi, hey, LJ. So, I just think you guys are totally off base. There, there's three phases of football, right? Yes. There's offense, there's defense, and there's special teams. Defense, give me a ranking. Give me a ranking in the NFL. The seventh best defense in football. Let's go. Next question. Whatever. Okay, I, top I'd ten. I'd probably say fourth or fifth, but fair okay, enough. No, I got you. The defense is good. I really like the defense. Yep. Right. Okay. Special team off the charts. Uh, what right? happened to the Chargers? Wait, wait. Yeah, that Chargers game. Giving up that punt. That was fantastic. Okay. Maybe the only blemish in 17 games. All right. Special okay, teams is good. Gonna, I'll give it to you. If you're going to point out, if you're going to nitpick, okay. Well, I mean, you gave them a touchdown. Tell me. Okay, but. 
the I whole got you. year. Was there another? Was there a team that? The no, Zerline's good. Punting was great. I got you. What, what's what's the point? But well, no, listen. Okay. Even if they have a top specials let's team, you, team, and you, the offense brings it down. So let's get to the offense. Thirty-two. Okay. <laughs> Tell me, you got Brees Hall. Oh, who, here we go. I can't. I, I, I LJ. Like, no, 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 what do you mean you can't? They have weapons. They have Garrett Wilson. They have Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. When you have the worst quarterback play in the league year in and year out, yep. give me 17th. Give me 18th in the NFL, okay? And yep. seven wins turns to 10 plus. It, it could. Okay, and talk about mm-hmm. – I was going to say, LJ, the only thing that complicates – and by the way, I, I appreciate your your hope and, and your, your resolute nature today, and I'm going to get there as well. But, I mean, to sit there and say, we had, you know, you got Brees Hall, you got Garrett Wilson. Yeah, they were on the team last year. And I understand his point, and it's a good one, and I do, I subscribe to this. With better quarterback play, just even nominally better, the Jets will be a wild card team. Yeah, it, right. But, but, but the offensive line sabotages everything. Yes, that's a big factor. And if I, and maybe that's part of your next answer here. If I ask you, you look around at this Jets team painting a great picture. Let's say they make some necessary improvements on the offensive line. You know, no legit studs, but Joe Douglas fills out the offensive line. He will. For the first time in his, in his tenure. They get, so, um, okay. they get two receivers, you know, one, whatever, maybe Scantling and maybe an, another, you know, decent receiver, yeah, yeah, but obviously yeah. a number two behind Garrett Wilson. Rodgers is fully healthy. Defense is what it is. Yeah. You look at this Jets team. They can win 11 games. Okay, right, but, I'm, but what in your mind is the glaring thing or the number one reason why you would say they can't win a Super Bowl. Okay. Um I would I would look at Robert Sala on game day. I mean that's I and don't to me, trust that's him to outwit so, other not that he's not smart. Right. He is. I don't no, mean that, no, but, but you know what I mean. Sometimes you need that to get over the hump in the postseason. It's gonna be the difference where a more talented team like the Chiefs maybe or an experienced team. Like, yeah, you can say, well, we have Brees Hall we had Garrett Wilson. We got Rodgers coming back. We got a good defense. Couple we got good special teams. Ends. Okay. And maybe good that's kicker. on par. Yeah. Maybe that's on par with other teams as well. Mm-hmm. Where the biggest difference is going to be. Like, there's a bigger drop-off from Andy Reid to Robert Sala than there is from Patrick Mahomes to Aaron Rodgers. You're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But that's the issue. So when a caller says, well, you know what? They could be good next year because Rodgers comes back in the offense and they have weapons. Yeah, they do. Problem is they employ the worst head coach in the NFL. And that will be the biggest issue as far as getting over the hump in the postseason, assuming that they actually get there. Let's get back to you guys. BT and Sal, 877-337-6666. Connecticut's been pretty hot today. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, Sal and BT? Listen, just give me a minute and I'll hang up and let you guys do your thing. No, no, no. Don't hang up. We we might want to talk to you. Don't hang up. Don't Uh, hang up. What did you? What yeah. did you guys really expect from that press conference? Conf- com- I'm going to tell you. Confidence. I would say leadership, yeah. confidence, clarity. Those are three things that I'm looking for. I was confused and, it, and disappointed. As a, as a Jeff fan, I don't expect that at the combine press conference. And I don't care what, what Cole Hardman said, and I don't care what that other clown who got his lunch eight on the Jets defensive line from Dawkins. the Bills in the first yep. game of the yep. season. Bills. I don't care what he says, and the fa- Jet fans shouldn't care what he says. I'll tell you what, the Jets. Robert Sala, and listen, I don't love him, but I, I have faith that he's going to be better with a better quarterback because he's won seven games with – and that, guy, that kid was right. The worst quarterback play in the NFL last season. No, it's the worst quarterback play in NFL history the last two years. So, and he's won seven games. Seven games. You give, the, you give me Aaron Rodgers, that team is probably on the cusp of the playoffs. Yep. They're making noise in the playoffs. Mike, you might be right, okay, but Rodgers is 41. Zero at QB. 
I, I no, we know that. Right, but the defense also does dumb stuff too. Yes. Now will Rogers help them Obviously, out? Absolutely. Dumb stuff when the offense gives them absolutely yeah. Okay. Zero. Right, but zero. but still, dumb stuff is dumb stuff. Close game is a close game. Do you trust that the Jets aren't going to have a big penalty on defense at the end of a close game? I don't. But that you could say that for the Chiefs, you could say that for any team. No, that it's it's every, more. The it's, Bills happens, it happens to the Bills every year. Yeah, so well, they have play. they have more wiggle room because they're better. I mean, those teams yeah, are better than the Jets. The quarterback is better. Yeah, the quarterback is. Better, I think that's Mike's better. point. Yeah, and and, well, the, and the head coaches are significantly better. They're better overall. Robert will be just as good as as, uh, as the Bills coach McDermott. Aaron Rodgers is quarterback. Uh, listen, Mike. I, I, yeah. Here's the thing, Mike. And I'm not saying that Robert Sala, you know, can't have a bit of a renaissance. You know, win some games next yeah. year and maybe go on somewhere else eventually and become a better coach in Act 2. Maybe. All right, look what Pete Carroll, one year with the Jets, fake spike, 0-5 in December. Boom, Super Bowl champ. It happens, dude. I am the, And yep. Parcell's horrible to start. One of the greatest of all time. Horrible with the Giants, and he's, he's the man. But my well, biggest well, gripe, hold on, my biggest gripe with Salva, because you seem to be a Salva supporter, and that's fine. Yep. Uh, but I have, I've been watching football for 40-something years. I have never seen a head coach never – Ever walk over to his quarterback and say a word? He doesn't even look at the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's a, it's a fair argument, and I got to be honest with you, he's probably given up on Zach before Douglas and Johnson did. And yeah, you know but that's I not know, good enough, first, Mike. But you can't do that as the coach, Mike. But you, but you can't. But he's just, he was the second overall pick, and you guys know that these teams, other than Josh Rosen, who was the 12th pick in the draft, I think. I think it was 10th. Either way, he was right around there. Yeah. On, they're not. They're not giving up on their on their first round on their second pick of the draft. I know. Not, no I understand. Happens. But and it's been. Thank, so, Mike, thanks for the call. I got to keep it moving here. But part of Robert Salva's job, ultimate job description, is to win. But if you were to look at the, not that this actually exists here, but if there was like a a standard. NFL head coaching contract in terms of expectations, win, of course, develop, leadership, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Interact with your quarterback is going to be somewhere on the list. He Nothing about him to me screams head coach. I'm nope. sorry. Now, I could be wrong. Has happened before, but it's been three years, no results. Every time there's been controversy, it goes the other way as opposed to him stabilizing things. Team is undisciplined. There's nothing about Robert Sala. And I said this before the season, so I'm certainly going to say it after a failed season. Nothing about him to me that screams head coach. You're right. He would be better with a better quarterback, as would anybody, as would Todd Bowles, a guy who I said the opposite. Bowles was one I was defending. I believed in him as a head coach, a a Parcells disciple. That's what Todd Bowles is. I wanted to give him a chance, give him a real quarterback. Didn't have that opportunity, unfortunately. And now he's having some success with Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, any head coach is going to be better with a better quarterback. I still don't think Robert Sala... When I look at the Jets, I look at the potential, and I say, yeah, this team has the potential to be good, but because of Robert Sala, I, in my mind, have a ceiling as far as they could go. So do I. That's 20 after 1. BT and Sound on the fan, 877-337-6666. Baseline underneath, bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the follow. And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The buzzer sounds, and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA Finals. When New York Sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. All right, today's Call of the Day brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. How about John in Newton, New Jersey? What's going on, John? How you doing today? What other franchise would hand over the keys to a player like the Jets? Well, that's one of the biggest losers. That's what I'm saying. He saw the writing on the wall a long time ago. The money train that he's been on for the last 20 years, 
it's coming into the station. It's coming to a screeching halt. He's got to have a plan B, and plan B for him is a booth job. And that's why he needs to rehab his I mean, you make it seem like he's destitute, John. He's probably got $150 million in the bank with investments in what he's made. I mean, come on, dude. He's not married. You can say the same about Tom Brady. When is enough enough? When is enough winning? When is enough money enough? Some of these guys are just... Rodgers did not come here for a boob job. Came here to win a Super Bowl. I mean, he he's a competitive honestly, boob or booth. You, well, didn't you say, I thought he said booth. Think, did you say boob? Yeah, because didn't this guy say that? Booth. Wait, did you booth. say boob booth. or booth? Booth. booth. That's what I thought. I no. thought he was talking about the hot girlfriend. And <laughs> yeah, boob yeah he was, but yeah, yeah I got you. Oh no, that's, no, uh, that's like oh. as in the commentator. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers did not come here for My a bad. boob job. I hope not. Oh, I, I thought mean, he said hot really heard screwed. the same thing I did. I thought you were making a girlfriend analogy, saying that Rodgers came here as a get him some ass implants and some calf implants while we're at it. He didn't come here. He didn't come here for a boob or booth job. That's that is. Oops. God. Oops. Only the Jets can make you think you hear things that were, that weren't said. All right, there it is, the goal of the day. Let's get back to you guys here. BT and Sal, 877-337-6666. Brandon, Tierney, Sal, Licata. How about Chris in Monmouth County? I believe Chris is a big Knicks guy, right? Is this Chris? What's up, BT, yeah. Sal? Thank you for taking the call. What's up, Chris? You got it, pal. Hey, Sal. Hey, BT. Of mm-hmm. course, the Knicks. I'm calling about the Jets. Yeah, no, I'm not worried about the Knicks right now. Me neither. I'm not. Me neither. I I respect Sal's opinion, no doubt about it. He makes great points. Let this happen in February, right? Let's get to April. Let's get to the playoffs. I agree. We're bruised, man. We are bruised. That was a brutal game last night. Uh, Listen, I I, I just referenced your Knicks fandom because you're a great Knicks fan. But, no, I'm I'm not as concerned about the Knicks as Sal. But what do you got on the Jets there, Chris? Hit us up, buddy. All right. Uh, Real quick. Yeah. Guys, and and BT, for you mostly because you're a Jets fan. Uninspired. I mean, any, if you do anything in life uninspired, where how far are you going to get unless you're just so lucky? That's what you heard from Douglas. Mm-hmm. You, you hear absolutely nothing that tells you we're on the right path. We learn from our mistakes. Look at the coach. He's uninspired, too. You are so correct, BT. And Sal, you said it. This guy never gets in anybody's face. I said it to you guys before. Google Bill Parcells mm. uh, sensitivity training. Him and Phil Sims going at it. Hey, Chris, I'm forget about that. That's that's a, Chris. That's a different time and an antiquated example, though you're accurate. How about Brian Dable? Yeah, Brian Dable like he a does it. over the top. Yeah, but you know what? At least he's there. This team doesn't have a pulse, and I'm going to be honest, man. You got Woody Woody Johnson, wealthy guy. He's probably around the smartest people in the world. Although he may not come off smart himself, but you got to give the guy some credit. You have the family lineage, J and J. But dude, the Jets are a laughing stock every year. Why can the Lions turn it around? They got a better coach in Campbell. Forget well, they, they have a better general team. manager. The general manager head coach it's combination Sal, it turned everything exactly. around. Exactly, Sal. You're right on. Salah's got to go. It's not really Aaron Rodgers' fault. Let him be on Pat McAfee, the shenanigans, his dark room. Who cares? It's He's not the problem. It starts at the top. I'm not going to say so much to owner, but the GM, yes. the coach, Chris. that's who plays every day. Chris, the they, owner really doesn't. I know. No, I, I hear you. You know, and thanks for the call there, buddy. Our Knicks will get back on track. Don't worry about that. But think about the Lions. You brought him up, right? The Lions. How, how can the Lions? Well, you could start, you know, the Jets draft Becton. The Lions draft Penny Sewell, who's amazing. That, that's one place to start. Well, right. Their that's general manager kind of a has a clue. He had a plan. He stuck to his plan. He executed his plan. And it was a much better plan than Joe Douglas. And Joe Douglas may have had a plan, but he hasn't executed it properly. Mm-hmm. Lions went out there, got themselves the head coach that they wanted, a team to be built around his mentality. And they went out and got a veteran quarterback who they thought could help them. 
you know, Jared Goff win some games. And they were right, as opposed to chasing and drafting one. There are multiple ways to do it, but it takes a smart general manager. And I'm not saying Joe Douglas isn't smart, but he hasn't been as good as the Detroit general manager. Let's get Billy Union, New Jersey, BT and Sound on the fan. Hey, Bill, what's going on? What's up, guys? Just to piggyback on the sad news about Virgil passing away, uh, Evan could probably uh, verify this, uh, but do you have an idea why he was given the name Virgil by Vince McMahon? Yes, I, I do. Don't, I don't know okay. this, actually. I do because it was, you know what a rib is in wrestling? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, so right. it was Practical supposed joke. to be uh, Dusty Rhodes. That's okay. correct. What His happened? first His name, name, was name was Virgil Ruddles. Yes. Now, when Vince, when... Um, Virgil went to the competition. They named. Remember what they named him? No. Vincent. Oh, so it was a rib back double, at Vince McMahon. Double That's right. big, double I, rib. I don't. I was out long, uh, long after Virgil left the WWE to go. Mm-hmm. I guess he went to WCW. WCW. Yeah, yeah. I was out. I don't remember that. But the yeah. So the the joke or whatever that I heard for a while, yeah. or that was a rumor for a Thanks, while. Bill. I remember reading it or seeing mm, it I on never specials. Heard that. Yeah, it was like a, I don't know what that meant, but because Dusty Rhodes' real name was Virgil. But what did Dusty have to do with, with? Well, I guess uh, he was the top guy in. Was that when Dusty was wearing that black and, and sequin, like yellow polka dot? No, no, he was no, doing this, that was, weird this was before thing. he was in the WWF. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I, I think. Okay. Because if you go back to the timeline, Dusty probably didn't come to the WF, I would say, late 89, maybe mid-89 or 90. We didn't get vintage Dusty. Virgil D- Vintage started, Dusty was down south. Virgil was, what, late 87? Uh, in early I, I know this. When Virgil came on the scene, I was still watching. and It was late 87, probably out. early 88, because... Around 88, 89 is when I really checked out. The the match with Hogan, the rematch, Hogan, Andre, Saturday Night Man. Oh, event, yeah, yeah. That was February 5th, I believe, 1988. Okay. So Virgil and DiBiase, I'm pretty sure were end of 87, I'd want to say. That, they were good tandem. They really were. Oh, my God. They were good. And DiBiase had that devious laugh. He was great, didn't man. He? How could you ever forget him putting on that, or Andre putting the belt around him? Yes. That night yeah. after and the main the, event. And the vignettes they did with the money is kind yeah, of like yeah. Mr. Perfect, too. Remember, Kurt Henning could do anything? Yeah. I used to laugh at that. They're like, Kurt Henning could do anything. And he'd take like a, probably a thousand cuts later. Right. You ever a thousand see the attempts. I have not. The outtakes are somewhere online. Is that true? Yeah. I, oh, I got a yeah, rabbit hole He's laughing tonight. after like missing a, a Over his shoulder shot. basketball. Yeah. I remember sitting there as a kid. I'm like, if this guy's so good at it, go play for the Knicks. Yeah, like, right. Like, be that good, you know? <laughs> uh, let me get uh, Rocky out in Randolph, New Jersey. BT and Sal. What's up, Rock? Hey, what's up, guys? BT and Sal. Thanks for taking the call. What's up, Rocky? What's up, man? Yo, BT, real quick, I just got to hit on something, man. I, I really appreciate how you talk about your honesty, like even that that, that story you talked about in your car. Uh, it's just awesome, man. Like, you're, you're like a genuine dude. You too, Sal. I, I got mad respect for you guys. But, uh, thanks, dude. Besides that, let me tell you, man, I'm Tiki. I was Tiki's neighbor for a while, so I thought you had you and BT be working for a while. And uh-huh. Snooki? Uh-huh. You, you live next to Snooki, too? Close, close. Yeah, yeah, I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I went to school with Gianni's older brothers. But oh, I got you. Okay. Guy. All right, now back to me and Tiki. Uh, Let's yeah, circle yeah. back to me. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But here's the thing, guys. I- I'm struggling, really. I-, I think I need your help. Maybe on a daily basis. Maybe down the line. I can keep listening as I do every day. Let's see what we can, can do, Rock. Come on in. 
Yes, you need to walk me off the ledge as a sports fan because I can't take it anymore. Okay. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I root for all the other New York teams, and I like rooting for the Jets, obviously. Are you more? Wait, when you say all the other New York teams, you mean like Yankees and Mets? Which is your, who's your baseball? No, I got to figure no. some stuff out. Okay, Cowboys, yep. Yankees, yep. Rangers, nice. Knicks. Okay, all right. It's okay. a good list, done dude. Deal. Yeah, done deal. But here's the thing: I got a I was Sunday ticket holder since '96. I'm 44 years old. Mm-hmm. Pay out the wazoo. Used to go to every single Cowboy Giant game here. I'm done. This is the first year I haven't gotten a Sunday ticket. Uh, you think I'm paying Apple TV for a Yankee game during the year? You th- and then I got to hear my owner, like Jerry Jones and his ridiculous spoon-fed kid. Then I got to hear Joe Douglas come All these guys are liars. They sit back. They make their millions of dollars every year. They don't care about us, and they really don't care about women. Now, now Ryan, let me, uh, you, but he's the first thing i got to say. So you asked for my help, bro. I'm going to give you some some advice here. Um, you mentioned Tiki. You mentioned Snooki. I've uh, <laughs> been to Tiki's home. It's beautiful. Quick, quick crying about spending 20, 30 bucks on Apple. Uh, let's start with that. Whatever it is for the year. So you can afford it. Yeah, I know that's a good come point. On, your Rocky. neighbors are Tiki and Snooki. Come on, dude. Good point, BT. It's principle, mm. BT. Well, it's I can respect principle. that. I, that I can respect. Principle. Yeah, I mean, but would you... Listen, here's the difference. Now, my wife's a Cowboys fan, and Dallas hasn't won in forever. And it's almost worse, like, when you're... Like, the Jets are dissected daily now because of Rodgers. Thanks for the call, Joe. But the Cowboys are always dissected because of their national profile. So you can never escape, you know, Stephen A. laughing at you with the videos every time Dallas loses. So I think that in a lot of ways, that's more painful because you can't escape it. But also, you are pulled into relevance when you don't deserve it. So uh, my advice to you, Joe, is to accept the fact that you, you know, chose to latch on to a team that, yeah, granted, doesn't win that often, but has a profile that I'm very envious of. And I, I don't know if that solves all your problems, but you could be a fan of the Jets, who before Rodgers came were as insignificant as a gnat. I mean, if you really think about it. Who would you rather be? Really? Who would you rather be, the Cowboys or the Jets? Who would you rather be? I'd rather be the Cowboys. Rodgers turned beautiful the, stadium. Yeah, well, of come course. on. I mean, it's the Dallas Cowboys. The Rodgers turned Emmitt, Roger Staubach, well, but Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. Stop. But Rodgers turned the Jets from the shh team to the it team. He made the Jet well, single-handedly. Aaron Rodgers' acquisition by the Jets when they got Rodgers, they were the it team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I don't deny that. Him, him alone. You were From last year talking about, yeah. oh, people are going to love the Jets. I thought opposite that they're going to end up hating the Jets just because New York and they haven't accomplished anything yet. But anyway, think at what Aaron Rodgers alone did to this team. And, man, if they ever won next year. And I get what you're talking about, Cowboys. There's no comparison. Cowboys, you know, are the greatest franchise in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I they haven't won a Super Bowl in, since 95 or whatever it is. 96. Or 96 yeah. I should only be so lucky to put my feet up on Thanksgiving after I stuff my face and watch my football team yeah. every Thursday, every single Thanksgiving. I know, but you can take positive. Into the, come on. Even with the neg- football team. Even with the negativity of the Jets, there, Ill, there are still some positives. And Rodgers is really it. Well, Okay, but that doesn't really do much for me. He's 41. Oh, all right, but still. I mean, you 26. Could, I say, okay, the, we got something On here. the other side of the token, on any team 
that even even well maybe not the Chiefs but like the Cowboys yeah okay I'd love to be a Cowboys fan yeah but they haven't won since '96 I know they're Jets in haven't won since '69 yeah oh, I get it but still you talk about oh the Cowboys I'd much rather be the Cowboys they embarrass themselves in the postseason every year the Giants own them you know their owner is a mess they hire and fire head coaches left there like you know Jason Garrett they stick with him forever now mm. McCarthy is a you know a little bit of a doof uh, over there <laughs> doof you know, yeah that's an interesting well, word you know. a doof. <laughs> A doof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a doof. Doofus. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Um, I don't know, dude. I almost give up. Yeah. Well, they have to be good this year. Don't give up no, I said I almost give up. You're unkillable, remember? I know. Uh, yes, I remember. Real fast, do you think that the NFL like looks at the Jets as a sexy play this year? I know we're not going to get quite it's as many primetime games, do you think? But I still think they're going to get a lot of primetime love. It I do. Rodgers. I do. If you knew Rodgers was going to be healthy, but you could say that about a lot of teams. Like, you don't know who's going to get hurt. You know what you have to do with the Jets? Were the Bengals as sexy without Joe Burrow? That's true. Um, no, but they didn't collapse like the Jets yeah. without Rodgers well, because better. they're a better franchise. Yeah, they're better. Better head coach. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, although he was on thin ice first two years in there, Zach Taylor wasn't doing much at all. I remember Tiki was not a fan at all. Uh, I think that, I think if you're going to bake them in to the primetime schedule, which I believe that they will, you got to do it early because at least, you know, that 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 it's still a competitive tone to the season. Right. If you dangle a few, and they might do it late, but like if you have like two or three, you can always jet, flex. Though, I know like. you can, but it's a little dangerous there. Mm. So I don't know. Either way, eight seven seven three three seven six 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 six. BT and Sal have you until two, and then seven and Tiki coming up next on the fan. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. win. This happened. You talked about it on the fan. It's their 27th World Championship, the most of any team in any sport in the history of professional sports. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Sal here on the fan. It's 147. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata Show. Get back to your calls. 877-337-6666. I look around our studio. It's interesting, you know? Feels empty in here. A little bit. We've got our, our backdrop behind us for all the social stuff. we got a couple of TVs. We got your planes. backdrop behind wow. us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was from me and Teak. Yeah, uh, we got a couple of TVs in here. The Yankees are off. The Mets are playing. We got a nice uh, custom-made WFAN helmet. I think Craigie brought in that uh, WFAN-made goalie mask. Mm. We've got a Jets construction. What hat. is with this razor here? What? Do you see the, that? The, 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 like the razor in the bucket? Of, yeah, no, sticking out of the helmet right here. I didn't put that there. There's a flag, and then there's like a shape. Yeah, I put the flag right. so uh, uh, in the helmet. There is a blue disposable. Looks like an old, like yeah. a, a big one or whatever. I, I don't know. That's Unless. Odd. Maybe they were it, using it to shave Evan's beard. Well, I know Evan's got clippers right here. Oh, which he's is, waiting for it to go. Okay, maybe that's what it's about. Okay. But I feel like that, yeah, you know what? It's got to be that. It's probably their symbolism of, uh, look, at uh, basically taunting Evan on social media. Like, right. look, wouldn't okay. you love to grab the razor? That's my guess. And some other stuff going around, a lot of cameras. And don't forget the lights. Luis Gonzalez bobblehead on the Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah, representing the 2001 yeah. World Series. Yes, Randy President Johnson Bush. Well. I see that. Yeah, President yeah. Bush and Tom Seaver Piazza. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff here, right? Um, something notable's missing. Hmm. Do you know what it is? I think I do. What do, you, what do you notice? Yeah, there was a big hanging frame jersey to my left. 
Pete Alonzo signed jersey to Craigie and Evan mm-hmm. for doing some of the charity stuff. That is no longer there. Nowhere visible at the entire station. Are you sure about that? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Now, maybe Evan's got it back in his office. Uh, Craig I, came I, in did, and I, I walked by Evan's. We went to our office and this morning. I didn't see anything. Maybe I missed it. Do we know what's going in its place? Ah, it's got to be the A-Rod jersey. So, once again, the, the A-Rod, A-Rod jersey. jersey. It's got to be. What? Yeah. yeah they're they're taking put the down Alonzo and putting up A-Rod? But you make it seem like that's a bad thing. It that is makes a bad sense. thing. Who's the better player? Oh, come on. Makes sense. Who's relevant right now? A-Rod. It was just A-Rod day. When all said and done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> He's definitely more relevant. Pete's, gonna, Pete's clean. Day. I mean, Pete, uh, you know, yep. be the, you know, maybe one of the great home run hitters of all time when all said and done. He should be. Cleanly. I, it does look empty, and I believe that the A-Rod batter is going there. I mean, Pete just cast aside. Do we have any word on what's going on here? Hoff, have you checked that out? Dove Hoff has his mouth full right now. It's something sort of come to you at a bad time here. Do we have any update on where that jersey is and what's going to replace it? Uh, I know nothing. Nobody seems to be able to talk about anything right now. What are you eating, by the way? Cornbread. Who, homemade? Uh, no. Um, they had it in the back. Uh, oh, okay. Did you bring? Did you bring BT a plate? I know he was hungry before. Dude, they have ribs over there right now. Oh, they have ribs. Mm-hmm. You told me, but well, you told me two hours ago. You didn't tell me what they had. No. Well, I forgot to do that. I gotcha. just told you they had food. I didn't know what they had at the moment. Anyway, oh, yeah. sorry about that. So, what are we doing with the jersey here? Do we know which jersey? The Alonzo, the Alonzo jersey. jersey. Where's it going? What was the Alonzo jersey? I never saw it. Yes, you did. It was hanging here. No, no, nothing was ever there. You know, Has your suspension been no. rescinded? I, I put mean, an what, appeal, what I put a, I put an appeal in. You're in trouble. Okay, and. Well, I haven't heard back yet. Who is the arbiter? I mean, that's that's quite important. I I, I handed it right to Spike. Yeah, I so don't he's think, the arbiter. So you're gonna lose. That's not good for you. I don't think the boss was having any arbiter stuff. No, he didn't seem to. No, I gave him some reasonings, and it didn't seem to be working well. I guess I said something that I probably maybe maybe shouldn't yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. I think Spike. you genuinely annoyed him yeah. this morning. Spike's like, this ain't a bit. Yeah, it's not the radio bit. You're, you're, you're gonna be suspended, dude. <laughs> I mean, but I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to pull back the curtain too much here. And listen, I really like Sean. I think it's fun that they did that. But who is Sean to make up rules for us? Well, he's not. I think it's him and Spike. No, no, but I'm saying he wore a Billy huh. Wagner number 13 jersey. Yeah, so he's what? Not, he's not allowed. Spike says said, who? Spike's the boss. He said no 13 and retired yeah, I, forever. I, that's a weak rule. Honestly, I never, I'm, I'm, I'm with Team Hoff on this. That I, is so weak. And i got to be honest. But a rule's a rule. No, no, A-Rod jersey's retired. When did we get the public email from the station saying that we are going to retire the number? Look, you wore wow. that 13 mm-hmm. Billy Wagner jersey looking for it. You were trolling. Yeah, and no, was, well, I, I, you know I, did you notice the theme every day is another Met thing? Like, yeah. hello, what am I wearing right now? By the way, now? the Met jacket you're rocking it looks today. Great. Dude, looks, somebody was, somebody was telling Christmas me. Christmas it, looks awesome. go- it looks good on you, dude. Thank you very much. It is much. nice. The white satin. It's got the World Series patch it, mm. it's it's dope that is I'll, i'm I'll some gift this. giver wow I, I don't i don't really want to <laughs> I, I really don't want to sit in here with an a-rod jersey hanging come on this is the fan we got to have higher standards than that well, you want to put number 13 up that's fine yeah. you're taking pete alonzo down and put a-rod up come on i don't even think they thought about it i think it's just oh yeah just get out the wrench see you pete a-rod's going up it's done yeah i'm gonna take issue with that uh, you can take as much as you i'm not even saying that it's right necessarily but it's done I mean, a Rod. No, it's Day not is, done yet. There's nothing up here. But they're in the process. They've got to really. They've got to meld it or weld it, whatever the word is. You know, the, the, to the to the metal. I got to be honest. They're basically practicing for what for Evan when Pete doesn't return next year. They're kind of like putting this into play. Like, hey, Alonzo jersey not there anymore. Oh, is that what's it's going just going to happen. Like, like his, yeah, his reaction. Like, mm. kind of yeah. see how he reacts to this as a foreshadow. To how he reacts when Pete's with the Phillies. That's not a bad move. Yeah, I haven't said anything about that banner behind us not having my name on it. 
If an A-Rod jersey goes up with Alonzo's down, maybe time to start complaining about that. Wait, about this thing? Yeah. What the hell did I do to you? No, I didn't no, do anything. No, not you. I'm talking about in general. Like, I haven't said anything. Not a big deal. Don't really care. No, but if, if I were, we're you, rearranging stuff, me. you're taking Alonzo thing down, putting A-Rod up. You can't even put, can't, take the Tiki and Tierney thing down and put Lakata. No, no, just take the Tiki thing down and, and just well, put Sal next to it. This is Tiki and Tierney. I, I I know. Which is no longer a show. I don't know if you've heard. I, mean, <laughs> I understand that. But it's, it had a 10-year run. It was good. <laughs> Take so, it, but hang it in the garage. Do what you got to do with it. I actually would put that on my wall in my man cave or something. Or something? I, don't know. I don't know. It's, it's pretty big. Right. No, you know what I should do? I should just write your name in spray paint. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But then they'll probably point say, don't, is, don't do that in case the shows uh, don't work out. We put you back. We uh, can save 200 point bucks. Point is, I've been here for you. Yeah, well, I've been here for 20 years. I've been working here five days a week now with you for however many months. Nothing. A-Rod, he's irrelevant. He's out of the picture. Hey. Are you going to hang his jersey and to boot take Pete Alonzo's down? I don't think so. I, I, I wouldn't complain too much. Chernoff told you to get lost. They brought you back. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that, was the, uh, <laughs> that was the jersey. That was better than a jersey, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We're not answering that, right? Yeah. <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? Why aren't you answering that? <laughs> no, I'm very happy here, of course. I'm very happy with my career. All right, all right. Let's get that. We do need something with BT and Sal. I'm all for it. I really am. I'm with you on that. I don't blame you. Uh, Greg's in Huntington, Long Island. What's going on, Greg? How you doing? Good. Um, on the road in Kansas right now, but uh, listen to you guys via Odyssey and enjoying everything today. Fantastic. Um, the free Odyssey app. Got to pipe, pipe in on on, um, on Douglas. Uh, as much as I want to beat up Sal on this, to be honest with you, for me, it's all about Douglas. He hasn't set the team up right today. He sounded like a wuss. He sounded like a man who had his voice taken away. Whether or not it was from Johnson or he's holding his cards close to make sure that he doesn't get, you know, uh, nailed to a wall, it's up to him to create the team and put the players in place so that we can do things. And if you don't have the players there and you can't play with them, whether or not it's a backup quarterback or more bodies on the offensive line, it's all been about him. So I'm really, really surprised and really um, disappointed in what I heard from him today and anything I, I don't know how you guys feel but I mean that's really that's how I, I feel Greg I don't Greg I don't we're up against it so I appreciate you making that call appreciate you making sure you get your BT and Sal fix on the free Odyssey app as you uh, tend to business out there in, in Kansas City thank you and you guys should download if you many of you have it down it's, it's awesome it's simple it's free free Odyssey app um yeah I don't think anybody expected. I mean, maybe a few lunatics did, but like, I didn't need some bombastic, expletive-laced explosion from Joe Douglas today. Nobody's saying that, but there was just a level of almost acceptance and just a lack of. Give me a little defiance. Give me a little bite. Give me a little push. Give me a little spark. Give us a little throw some bone. I have something here for you before we say goodbye. Got a text from a listener. Okay. That said the other day I was listening. And Tiki was a tad unhappy with that there was a jersey with Craig's name on it since it's the Evan and Tiki show now. You now, gotta be kidding me! I, I just got a text. Now right, I don't know right. how true that nah, is. We I'm, can ask. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm hey, going he's to... not making it up. Somebody heard. Well, that's not true because they sometimes things get distorted. Where it was, uh, uh, Greg Agio uh, was talking about yeah. how. Evan was saying that he could beat everybody up at the station when Evan actually said the opposite. So and then they so they were making they were roasting Evan. Some coincidence though. Well, like, I, I listen. You know, Tiki and I don't work together I anymore. Tiki. But I, 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 Tiki is a man of character. Same thing I, here. 
I, I'm going to choose to believe my guy Tiki, but it, it, you know, if that was a Tiki flex, I like I'd it. Be, I, I, I don't know if I like that. I like it. I'd and now you're going to take the South Flex. Get well, this oh, Tiki and Tierney thing out of here. <laughs> only because Carton is a legend of the station. I guess. You know, imagine if... He's on the wall back there. I don't not know. Going anywhere. So should, like, uh, I don't know, when Juan Soto walks out on Steinbrenner Field, should he take down a picture of Don Mattingly? Or, no. You pay hobbits to the legends. I don't think you make him disappear. I don't think Tiki would do that. I don't think Tiki would do that. See you tomorrow. All right, man. BT and Sal bouncing. Have a great day. Uh, maybe get to the bottom of this. Did, uh, did Tiki pull it down? Did he, did he rip it off the wall? We'll get the answers next. Evan and Tiki up next on The Fan. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.